K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael, exclusively for Kiss FM. Fashion for everyone. It is Blake and Aaron, and well, I'm hearing something on Sandy's music. What is that? Good morning. All What's right, going on? Hold on, hold on Sandy. Yeah. I might be on our side here. One second. Okay. All right, there you go. Good morning, there good morning. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> good morning. Well, oh, I missed that one, but good morning. How are you guys doing? Okay, what do you got for us? All right. So this beautiful Tuesday morning, we've got George R. Ebanks, uh, quote unquote, resigning, according to a press release, from the Offreg, um, uh, oh gosh, what's let me get the proper name, Consumer Council after, quote unquote, irreconcilable differences. Well, this is quite unusual. But an off-reg press release said that he was acting, um, you know, they use words like aggressive towards other council members. And uh, they had received a number of complaints about his behavior. And what was and his so role? He was the chairman of the oh. council. Wow. So anyway, it looks like it was a forced resignation, essentially. So he's now out of there. We will mm-hmm. break that whole situation down this morning. Because people don't know. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. It's Alrighty. Kind of, irreconcilable yeah. di- differences more for like a marriage? <laughs> that was the yeah. nicest way for them to, to really for say the what they That was a no, nice no, way no. for them to say what they really wanted to say. But anyway, we won't be politically correct this morning. <laughs> Moving on. Alrighty. <laughs> Moving on. Did you guys see this really sad story about this South African rapper who actually died on stage? Mm-mm. This was so sad. So the whole thing, his performance was caught on camera and the poor guy just collapsed um, on stage and, and that was it. So we send our condolences out to, um, his name is DJ uh, rapper Costa Titch. He's only 28 years old. Oh, very, very that's... sad situation. Yeah, poor thing. Huh, Not uh, quite sure what the cause of death is, but um, sad, sad situation. All right, Tortuga launched a special rum cake. Um, did I mention this yesterday? I feel like I might know. No. Oh, what special wow. rum cake? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is <clears throat> this is good news. I knew they, they were like, Would you like some rum cake? And I said, Oh, that kind of ruins my diet. But anyway, go have some rum cake, get a box. Um, it is, it has a nice, beautiful Cayman rum cake logo, and it has the location of you know the company here on the box. So, it's like special design box and they basically launched a new special edition Cayman rum cake to honor the brand here um, specifically in the Cayman Islands where obviously it got its start. So well, I don't they've, they've uh, added more rum to it <laughs> for a special Cayman edition. Ah, you're looking to get drunk drunk off the rum cake. Yeah. Um so... the pores you get. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we feed so... our kids when we want them to go to sleep. Have some, yes. have some oh, cake. Yeah. Have some cake. You love cake. Oh my God, you're so wrong. So those are some of your news headlines this morning. All right, we know you're on uh, Bobo 89.1 FM right now. Good morning, Bobo Land. And we'll see you tomorrow, Sandy, for Wednesday headlines, all right? Beautiful. Bye. All right, our segment. Bigger, bigger, better, better, older, older. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea. And committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. 
Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. Let me introduce myself. I am the cold heart now from the cmr studio in grand cayman live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is 345-936-2626 Good morning. Good morning, beautiful folks. Um, happy, oh gosh, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Yes, happy Tuesday. How are you guys doing today? What a beautiful day um, in paradise. And oh gosh, what can I tell you? Um, somebody just said, don't let George stress you out. Oh no, honey child, he's not stressing me out, but we're going to address him nonetheless, because you've got to set the record straight as the theme of the show says. So y'all get your coffee, kick up your feet. And, um, you know, we're going to get some things sorted out this beautiful morning. Uh, of course, every single Tuesday, you guys know, you know the score already. We are here to first and foremost, um, you know, get a little bit of health news and health sus in first before we do anything else. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that is so important. Oh, my gosh. Sleeping. Who doesn't want to sleep good? I do. I wish I slept better. I wish I slept. (laughs) I mean, it might actually start with there. Anyway, we've got some guests in the studio. I'm just giving them one second to get ready because we are ready this morning, honey, Jill. I tell you what, we are so ready um, because honestly, we got a lot to talk about. So that's just how it is. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. So are you guys ready? Uh, So good morning. Let's just say good morning to everyone. Um, before we, uh, go ahead and bring our guests into the studio. So who is with us? I see the, I see the lovely Scott joining us today. Scott, how are you? I've not seen you in a minute. So good morning to Scott. We've got Miss Renita. Robert is in the house. Olivia is here. Yes, Scott, I see you. Daisy, twice in a row. Buenos dias, Daisy. Felicia, Andy. Who else we got here? Hold on one good second. Don't y'all be sending me no voice messages at this hour because I can't listen to them. Oh, you guys are so funny. All right. Who else do we have here? We got uh, Miss Morna, Alejandro, ready for some sus. Okay. First Lady JM, Miss Vicky says, uh, CMR will be hot, hot, hot this morning. I wonder why. Hmm. Tell all your friends to go ahead and log in right now. 
because they need to, they need to relax first. And then we, we slowly will turn the temperature up. We're going to start easy with the good folks over at Health City. They don't cause me any stress. <laughs> and then we will move from them and we're going to turn that. We're going to have it all turned up this morning. Turn the temperature straight up. Let us welcome the ever lovely Dr. Archita to the program. Good morning, Dr. Archita. How are you? Good morning, Sandra. I'm fine, thanks. Um, thanks okay. Um, your voice is coming in a little bit low this morning, so I do want you to try to speak up for me as much as you can. Do you have a microphone on that headset by any chance? I believe so. Let me just try Yes, to... just maybe pull that down a little bit for me. I'm going to just pull you out while you make a little adjustment there. Let's go ahead and check on Miss Rebecca Brooks. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. How are you? Not bad. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Yeah, really fantastic. So good to have you in the program. Rebecca, is this your first time with us? Second, second your time. Your second time. All right, well, let's... Early last year sometime. Yeah, so well, let's remind people um, what it is that you do at Health City while we're waiting on Dr. Archita. What is so your role? I'm, I'm head of marketing and sales at Health City. Right, so what does that mean? So I run a team locally, um, our marketing mm -hmm. team and communications team. Um, and I also head up the sales team who are based internationally in six different jurisdictions in Latin and the Caribbean and America. Wow. You guys are quite busy, I must say. Yeah. 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 I was out there this weekend on Saturday and um, it's so beautiful when I go out there. I felt like I've just kind of left Cayman for a minute. My daughter and I took the little path. It's just a little path in the garden. And we were walking that. I've actually got some footage I'm going to put out later because we had a good time. And the parrots that you guys have right there making all that noise was so funny to hear them. And of course, she wanted to go see if she could actually see any in the bushes. <laughs> but we didn't. We, we saw two fly off, but we didn't really get to see see them yeah. that closely. But yeah, absolutely gorgeous. All right, Dr. Archita, we'll go ahead and um, see if we can bring you back in to the program. Good morning again. Good morning again. Can you hear me better? Yes, I think that's a little bit better. Um, just be mindful that you want to keep the, the volume levels up a little bit. So we're mm -hmm. here to talk this morning um, about um, really sleep disorders. And wow, to me, this is such a big topic. And it certainly can run the gamut. And I know of so many people that I hear complaining about this. How many people in a general population are impacted by a sleep disorder? Do we have any kind of figures on this? To be honest, I'm sure it's far more than what we really know about or mm -hmm. uh, hear about. But even if you just look at data from the United States, you know, around 70 million American adults may be affected by some kind of sleep disorder. Wow. That's and there's so know. many things that um, really impact us in terms of our sleep and sleep quality. And yet it still remains every single time I watch a health video, whether I'm trying to learn more about, you know, diabetes control or um, you know, stress, like everything comes back to, you've got to manage, um, your sleep and you've got to manage your stress levels and sleep impacts your hormones, impacts your sugar levels. I mean, there's good scientific evidence that, you know, you could probably go longer without food or other things, but not sleep. I mean, that's how critical and important sleep is to your health. And of course, not just any kind of sleep, but we're talking about good quality sleep, which really matters, right? True. Very true. Yes. So um, let's talk about, first of all, what is categorized as um, sleep disorders? What sort of things are we talking about? Well, there's a wide area of sleep disorders. If you just look at the international classification of sleep disorders, there are more than 83 or 84 
mm. you know, that was the last counting, gave mm. those orders. But there are broad categories. Mostly uh, what we uh, commonly know of is, of course, insomnia or difficulty in fa- uh, falling asleep or staying asleep, but mm. also sleep-related breathing disorders, which are usually my main point of focus, including mm. sleep apnea. And, of course, there are sleep-related parasomnias. There are movement disorders where some people are restless, they shake their legs. So, I mean, the list is endless, but these are the most common categories that we come across. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what, what in Cayman, um, you know, is keeping people awake at night? Is it is it sleep apnea? Uh, Very what commonly. Sort of, yes. <laughs> yes. Very commonly. You'd be surprised. It's quite common. And, mm-hmm. um, and you're less recognized, actually, than mm-hmm. any other sleep disorder. Most people will perceive it as insomnia or difficulty with sleeping. Mm-hmm. But truly, you know, there could be more than that going on. Mm. All right. So let's get, let's sort of uh, deep, deep dive into this a little bit. So this week is Sleep Awareness Week. Um, I love true. it. <laughs> so that's why uh, we are going to be talking a little bit about sleep and the importance of getting it. And if you're not getting good quality sleep, how the good folks over at Health City can help you out a little bit. So tell us um, about Sleep Awareness Week. Um, You know, obviously uh, it was the brainchild of the National Sleep Foundation and it was launched back in 1998. But I think it kind of coincides probably with the rise in technology and people just finally understanding how lack of good quality sleep, even our weight, a lot of us are carrying extra weight. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're just not getting enough sleep to keep our cortisone levels down or hormonal levels intact. So um, how important do you think having something like a sleep awareness week is for the general population, just so that they can educate themselves a little bit? I think that's a very good question, Sandra. I think it's extremely important that people know about the importance of sleep and understand what lack of sleep can do to them. Mm-hmm. So in this modern day and age where we work on a, you know, we are in a 24-7 world and we have expectations to perform or overachieve, mm-hmm. what we end up compromising is sleep mm-hmm. and without realizing how important it is to our life. Traditionally, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, a, a, an adult human being needs about at least eight hours out of 24 to sleep, mm-hmm. to rest, to recoup, for the brain to repair, I mean, for the body to repair and heal, for the brain to, to, you know, uh, consolidate all the events and memories that it's formed. Mm-hmm. And when we don't give it that, that one third of our life, which is extremely important, we are compromising or leading to a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. And again, this has led to, uh, you know, a series of or epidemic of all kinds of lifestyle related disorders, be it obesity, mm-hmm. be it diabetes or high blood pressure or heart disease. Mm-hmm. And lack of sleep or poor quality of sleep or sleep deprivation in general is a huge, huge contributor to these problems. Mm. And the problem here is most people are not aware of it. They feel mm-hmm. deep is a state where they can compromise, find more time for themselves to be able to do this and to do that and to catch up. And probably that's the worst thing they can do for their health. Yes. Wow. So folks, um, let's be very, very clear. Some research that we have done on the importance um, that sleep plays in your life and how incredibly critical it is to your health and well-being. Uh, you know, it's linked to many chronic diseases, everything from heart disease, kidney disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, obesity, and depression, even depression, mental health. Very true. Very yeah. True. So um, this is why you've got to prioritize the sleep. So you say on average, 
eight hours. Now I know that obviously it um, varies depending on your age. So as we were first born, you know, babies require a lot of sleep um, as they're getting started in life. And then they kind of, you know, as they grow up require less and less, but I'm even surprised at how many um, adults don't appreciate forcing children. You know, I had this issue with a six-year-old I'm not tired. I don't want to sleep, but yet she's yawning. <laughs> I'm just like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. So, you know, even making sure that our children are getting sufficient sleep and setting really good um, patterns of, you know, sleep behavior in their their youthfulness and their young age is extremely important as well. That is true. And that's exactly why this Awareness Week, we want everybody in the public to know about, you know, sleep how it's important mm-hmm. to you and what kind of problems you may suffer with. And yes. to probably start at a younger age where individuals can set their patterns right. And mm-hmm. people who have not really developed a sleep disorder can actually prevent, I mean, sorry, a, a cardiovascular disorder can actually prevent this from happening mm-hmm. by just, you know, recognizing their problems early. So awareness, as we all know, is, is the you know key tool. It's, it's the best form of preventive medicine. If you're mm-hmm. able to make people aware and to bring their problems to notice quickly, they will probably benefit from not developing other problems. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's truly preventive medicine when we talk about sleep medicine. Right. And that's why this Awareness Week, we have been doing this at Health City for many years now. And, mm. we, uh, you know, each year we have some activities. We have certain sessions where we go out to or have these radio talks so that people are more and more aware and know mm-hmm. how they can reach out or ask, simply ask questions or be able to recognize their own problems and address them. So uh, that's the motive of the, the Sleep Awareness Week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or wow. for that matter, yeah. Very, very good. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit more um, here this morning. If you have any questions, folks, don't forget that you can call Dr. Archita at 936-2626. You can also call us on WhatsApp. And you can also send your questions on um, social media, or via WhatsApp as well. So let's talk about what is considered quality sleep. So we talked about um, eight hours. So obviously that's one of the indicators, but apparently there's more than that. There's four factors that are um, assessed to measure sleep quality. So let's go through what those four are. So again, Sandra, I'll correct myself here. This is, we are talking about an average adult person, you know, it's between seven to nine hours. Mm-hmm. And some people may get away with less and some people will need more. So we can't consider this an average for everybody. But mm-hmm. this is the average for 95% of the population. Right. And again, this is the requirement. Whether we get it or not is another story altogether. Right. But to assess the quality of sleep, uh, we are looking at many factors, of course. Um, I will tell you the factor that I consider the most important last, just as a self-assessment tool for everybody. But the the sleep latency, I mean, how long do you take to fall asleep is important. Mm-hmm. How many interruptions do you have? How frequently do you wake up? Or fragmentation, mm-hmm. as we know it, is, is another question. I mean, do you keep waking up at night? Whether it's for mm-hmm. a restroom visit, it's just because you woke up and you didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that the interruptions in sleep is important. Waking up refreshed in the morning. Now, this was mm-hmm. the fact that I think I would emphasize the most. I think how you feel when you wake up in the morning, are you snoozing your alarm and you want to keep, you know, closing mm-hmm. off or catch up or say, no, this is not time for me? Or do you feel rested and, you know, ready to get about and um, get up and get about with the day? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I think, is the most important indicator of how you've slept. 
So, you yeah. know, rather than thinking of, oh, I took so long to sleep and maybe I'm not sleeping well, or I got up two times to get to the bathroom. I mean, those uh-huh. are important factors, yes. But, you know, instead of delving on those, just look at how do you feel? Do you feel refreshed? Do you feel uh-huh. tired? Mm-hmm. Do you wake up with a slight headache? Do you feel like yawning? You can't, you know, uh, do anything unless you've had this huge cup of coffee or, you know, are you sleepy throughout the day? Do you feel like you could doze off when you're in mm-hmm. a boring meeting or after you're sitting at your desk after lunch? Mm-hmm. So those are more important parameters which, you know, to an individual will give better insight about their quality of sleep. Right. So it's just whether or not you've got that energy throughout mm-hmm. the day to continue going. So what is sleep latency? Well, sleep latency is the time that you take to fall asleep, mm-hmm. right? Intuitively, usually in any adult, it should be, or is around uh, half an hour. If you're taking too much long, you know, you just can't fall asleep. You're tossing and turning in bed. Uh, that would be, a, um, you know, an indication that you may be suffering from insomnia, or difficulty mm-hmm. in falling asleep. Mm-hmm. All right. How about sleep waking? Now, this is something I feel like for sleep latency, I don't think I personally have an issue there. Like I go to sleep fairly quickly, probably because mm-hmm. I'm so tired. <laughs> but um, the sleep waking, oh my gosh, you know, you know, when I realized Dr. Archita that maybe mm-hmm. I really was getting far less um, sleep than I was even quality sleep that I was mm-hmm. really recognizing is I had this Fitbit and um, I started to, um, you know, have a look at my numbers as it relates to that. And it had me waking mm-hmm. up. Oh, my gosh. On average, um, you know, I, I'm just having a look here. I haven't, I haven't worn it in a while, to be honest, but I decided to log in this morning and have a look because I want you to I want you to tell me <laughs> really whether okay. or not what you see on this chart of mine is mm-hmm. good sleep or not, because I think, you know, sometimes we're sort of kidding ourselves about what's how happening. Yes. So ha- have a look at this, Archie, uh, Dr. Archita. Let me see if I can increase the size here. So oh, I'm um, really testing my new vision, aren't you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna increase it. Maybe I'll do it full screen. Hold on one second. There uh-huh. we go. This this will be a lot easier. So this is 2020, 2021. I switched to. Um, I switched to a uh, an Apple Watch afterwards, but um, so we had like five hours and twenty four minutes was my week of October back in twenty twenty. Um, you know, five hours fifty five minutes. Couple nights I got a little bit over six hours. This Friday night, I don't know what happened that Friday night, but I only got four, less than five hours of sleep. So in terms of overall sleep time, those are not very good numbers, right? That's not yeah. So this would indicate inadequate sleep time. And it's mm-hmm. probably because you're trying to do many other things to mm-hmm. to be able to accommodate activities or uh, commitments. You know, you tend to compromise on sleep. Right. So this is an inadequate sleep time for an average adult. Now, most times, you know, you would get away with doing this, but a lot of times it will start showing a slow impact on your health. Yes. And um, how you perform through the day or uh, on memory or just mood or irritability, and it has an effect on everything, but these are subtle uh-huh. changes. You, you know, at first, most people are not able to recognize these changes. They think it's the norm, you know, mm. but uh, eventually it has long-term impacts on health when you are having an inadequate sleep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then it actually shows me, um, you know, sort of a breakdown of how much sleep, like during the night, so it's a total mm-hmm. of sleep, uh, and mm-hmm. then when we talk about this sleep waking, the interesting mm-hmm. thing a lot about a lot of these apps is they do tell you roughly 
how long it takes for you to fall asleep, which I think is really quite interesting. But let's let's look at these numbers just as a this breaks down the stages. So it says that I woke up 11 times mm-hmm. for a total of 34 minutes, 8.8 mm-hmm. 8.6% um, of my sleep time was actually awake. I only mm-hmm. got an hour and 38 minutes of REM. Is that normal? Is that good? I mean, it was 24.8%. Yeah. So in terms of percentage, it's normal. Uh, okay. I mean, you can't really determine the duration of REM. It's basically a percentage of your total sleep time. Mm-hmm. So this is a, this seems quite fine. Yeah. For and then, the total uh, sleep time. Yes. It seems like most of the time um, in this light sleeping where, you know, it said three hours and five minutes, I was sleeping very, very lightly. Um, and then I had a little bit of deep sleep, which is related again to the REM, but you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm getting enough. What's the problem with sleep waking? Like if you have to get up and go to the bathroom multiple times and, you know, you roll over and you turn up the alarm clock. Do you, do you tend to remember most of the time that you're waking up? Not necessarily. So mm-hmm. there are episodes when we say sleep waking is these are episodes that you're aware of because you're, you know, going to the restroom or because um, you heard something, you got up to look at it, or you mm. were just feeling cold, you were feeling hot, or you know you had to right. adjust your air conditioning. So these are episodes you remember, and which yes. are disturbing, of course, to the pattern of your sleep, and will interrupt your sleep. And for some people, they may find it difficult to fall asleep again. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there, are also, there is also something we know as wakefulness, or uh, wake after sleep onset, where you have fallen asleep, but then you wake up in the night and you're awake awake without any specific reason. Mm. And uh, that again is something, if you're not aware of these episodes, Sandra, where you've actually gotten up and your, your um, you know, actigraph or your uh, the wearable machine or uh, a smartwatch that you're wearing, uh, mm-hmm. that tracker that you're wearing has shown you awake. Mm-hmm. This might just indicate wakefulness. And that, again, has a huge impact on your sleep quality. So you may have slept for a long duration or a reasonably well dura- I mean, long duration, mm-hmm. but yet you were awake quite a, a bit of that time. That would, again, mm-hmm. give you poor quality sleep and how, how tired you, it would determine how tired you wake up. Mm-hmm. So these are yes. multiple factors when we're assessing sleep quality. But mm-hmm. like I said, the most important is how do you wake up? So yes. for, for somebody who doesn't want to wear a smartwatch while they're sleeping or doesn't want to wear a tracking device or you have all these fancy wearables these days, mm-hmm. the best you know uh, way to assess, like I said, in a layman is how do you wake up? Do you feel fine mm-hmm. or do you don't? You, you, know, you need to keep snoozing, you need to keep dozing uh, in the day. That is, I think, a better indicator, an easier indicator for people who can't follow technology. Mm-hmm. But these wearables have made uh, you know, people more aware especially people who are concerned with their um, health and who are, you know, cognizant of their uh, issues and problems that they have with good quality of life. It has made many people more aware. They are able to track how they're sleeping, how they're breathing, what's interrupting the sleep. Do they have oxygen drops at night? And although this is great, um, you know, uh, there's always a role for seeking medical advice as well if you start noticing a problem on these devices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, so not getting enough sleep drains your mental abilities and puts your physical health at risk. Let's look at some of the science. We've got a little graph up here. So if you're spending the nights uh, tossing and turning, you may have a problem. Um, So it's not just the recommended seven to nine hours of shut-eye nightly, but it's also, as Dr. Archicha just said, waking up feeling groggy and grumpy and miserable. Uh, Look at how else it can impact your health. Memory issues. So again, during sleep, your brain forms connections 
that help you process and remember new information. So this is particularly important for children, um, you know, because if children are not getting enough rest, and Dr. Archita, you know, feel free to jump in here. But, you know, even my um, pediatrician has said, you know, your daughter's not getting enough sleep at night. You've got to try to get her down, given the time that she has to wake up in the morning, 7, 7.30. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like we're just getting home at 7 and 7.30, right? But, you know, you've got to try to stick to this very, very tight routine. What happens to um, children who don't have that routine and they're sort of all over the place with their sleep patterns? Like some nights are going to bed, at midnight, other nights they're up until two, three o'clock in the morning. You know, what advice would you give to parents who are struggling with um, maintaining good sleep for their good sleep patterns for their children as well? So uh, there are many um, factors which impact, uh, you know, child and adolescent sleep patterns. Of course, in this modern age, day and age, it's obviously distractions. A lot of it has to do with the distractions, availability of the internet mm -hmm. and of access to video games or, you know, things that they want to do or, or just social media platforms they want to be on. So obviously trying from a very early age to determine what is a good sleep hygiene pattern, not carrying their phones or their iPads into bed mm -hmm. or trying not to be looking at screens and bright lights when they're going to sleep is very important. Mm -hmm. And sleep is particularly important as you already mentioned that babies sleep a lot and you know as we grow older our sleep starts getting shorter mm -hmm. and most of the sleeping patterns adulthood sleeping patterns are formed while we are still you know in our teenagers so uh, you know adolescence requirement for sleep may be long but the sleeping pattern starts mimicking an adult you know as, they, as they're getting older uh, or up in adolescence Mm -hmm. And uh, the need for sleep doesn't, you know, is, is extremely important. They have to, um, you know, most of their brain's development, the consolidation of memory, like I mentioned, or growth for that matter happens in sleep. You know, typically growth hormone is secreted when individuals are sleeping. And uh, so, you know, for children, that's extremely important. Their mental health, uh, you know, is determined by how well they sleep. Their focus mm -hmm. and attention, the scholastic performance, how they do in school is usually determined by how they sleep. So if they're mm -hmm. sleep deprived, all of this is obviously going to take an impact. And mm -hmm. as they grow older, this may become, you know, um, uh, something that they would, you know, like a acquired sleep related problem, but they have now, you know, adapted themselves to sleeping less. And then the sleep deprivation chronically would lead to other health related issues mm -hmm. where they can develop increased cardiovascular risk. Yes, Besides wow. not being able to focus at school or, you know, mm -hmm. of course, their mood, their irritability, their focus, their attention span, all of this is impacted by how they sleep. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we see it impacting both long and short term memory, mm -hmm. um, you know, trouble thinking and concentrating, including um, creativity and problem solving skills. So it's not up to par when you just haven't had enough rest. And that's important. For both kids and adults, I mean, at, at your workplace, you know, sometimes you've got to concentrate and you've got to be creative and sure. come up with innovative solutions. You're less likely to be able to do any of that, which is so interesting because most of us are shortchanging ourselves when it comes to sleep because we're trying under the guise of we're trying to be more productive. But then based on this, it becomes counterintuitive, right? That's true. Very true. That's exactly what I, I would like to, you know, uh, send across as a message saying compromising on sleep is not really helpful to your productivity or to your health you know or to how you are able to perform at work 
is in mm-hmm. fact going to harm you in the long run health wise and also your attention memory focus you know will be affected eventually with chronic sleep deprivation mm-hmm. so it's extremely important that we are cognizant of this fact when we are trying to compromise sleep for doing things that you know uh, may mm-hmm. help us at work or may help us in our personal life uh, saying oh i didn't find time to do this and i wanted to do this it's yes. not getting you anywhere really yes mood changes uh makes you moody emotional quick tempered chronic sleep deprivation can affect your mood and lead even to anxiety or depression which sure. may escalate accidents mm-hmm. and i think people who work night shifts um are very very aware of this as well being drowsy during the day can increase your risk of a car accident and injury some other types of work related you know if you work around machinery and so on you can have slip and fall so you know you've got to be um focused and and sort of alert uh, and able to avoid workplace injuries so again folks regardless of what industry you work in accidents can and do happen but of course you increase the chances if if you're tired and i notice for me, when I drive, particularly if I go overseas and I have to drive longer distances, um, I have to be getting enough rest because I really will lose blocks of time where I know I'm just not focused. And I start to get a little bit drowsy and I, then I start singing to myself, <laughs> rolling down the window, all these things to kind of stay on the alert side. Now, this is interesting, you know, as we get older, high blood pressure. So if you sleep less than five hours a night, you risk, you're at greater risk for high blood pressure and that increases significantly. A weakened immune system. How many of us can testify to this? You know, you've been cheating yourself, you know, for a couple of weeks, you got a big project at work um, and, or school or whatever, and you've been getting less sleep. And then all of a sudden, what's going to hit you? The cold or the flu or even COVID. <laughs> In fact, Dr. Achita, just yesterday, I saw something that I thought was really interesting. I can't remember what, um, it might've been on, oh, I can't remember which of my um, Instagram pages that I follow. It might've been the Washington Post, but it said something like um, people who got less sleep, men, they would look at men in particular, that um, if they got less sleep before getting a vaccine, it was less likely that the vaccine was actually going to even be effective. So it reduces the effectiveness of any kind of vaccine, not just COVID vaccine, but any kind of vaccine. Um, the effectiveness of it is reduced because you're not getting enough sleep. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's not really. To be honest, that's extremely true. So your immune system is deeply impacted by lack of sleep or mm-hmm. for that matter, disturbed sleep. A lot of people, vaccine is just one good example, but a lot of people as you very rightly mentioned, with sleep deprivation or acute stress, you know, it's an acute stress, will be uh, immunosuppressed and will be prone to respiratory or other infections for that matter. Uh And in the long run, run, this has a lot of impact as well. I mean, of course, you see the immediate effects of having developing a flu or COVID or whatever else, but there's also a long-term impact on your immune responses in general. Uh Your response time. And when you were talking about accidents, Sandra, I mean, some of the world's worst um, you know, disasters have happened because of sleep deprivation, be it flight crashes or be it you know, you know, nuclear plant explosions. If you've mm-hmm. heard of the famous Chernobyl accident, mm-hmm. it's all related or attributed to somebody who was sleep deprived. So mm-hmm. you know, it's not, an, not a no. It can lead to serious problems. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So here's uh, new research. It says that if you're scheduling an appointment for a vaccine, whether COVID, the flu, or traveling to another country, getting any sort of vaccine, 
make sure that you're getting a long restful night slumber before you head to the doctor's office because sleeping less than six hours the night before, so even just that one night, uh, the night before you get the shot may limit your body's response to the vaccine, reducing protection against the virus or bacteria, according to a new study. So again, Dr. Archich is not surprised by the results of this study. She says this makes perfectly logical sense. Um, as a sleep expert, I'm sure she knows how important sleep is to the overall you know, impact on the immune response to a vaccine and just your immune system, generally speaking. So this is, uh, I mean, it's quite shocking how important sleep is. Um, so weakened immunity, risk for diabetes, another one that is of great concern for a lot of people here in the Cayman Islands, because we do have a lot of people that suffer from what they call lifestyle diseases, such as, you know, um, high blood pressure and diabetes. So lack of sleep affects your body's release of insulin, which is a blood sugar lowering hormone, as we know. And people who don't get enough sleep have high blood sugar levels and are at increased risk for type 2 diabetes. And of course, the weight gain, which is the number one predictor of you getting diabetes, is also linked to that. So sleep deprivation, um, the chemicals that signal your brain that you're full um, are off balance because of a lack of sleep. So you're more likely to overindulge even when you've had enough to eat. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Now, men, pay attention. I'm sure this next one is going to be of particular interest to you all. Um, low sex drive. <laughs> so um, your sex drive is not going to be up to par because people who don't get enough sleep um, often have a lower libido. And in men, the decreased sex drive may be due to a drop in testosterone levels. Um, so again, you know, that's important. Risk of heart disease. So sleep deprivation may lead to increased blood pressure, high levels of chemicals linked to inflammation, both of which play a key role in heart disease. And this one kind of took me by surprise, um, Dr. Archita. Poor balance. So it can even affect your balance and coordination. That's true. That's making you more prone to falls. Both on the neural controls, yes, and how fatigued your uh, muscles, uh, muscles may be, but most importantly also from your neuro neural controls. So poor balance, risk of falls, uh, risk of, you know, getting into an accident, all of that is mm -hmm. very, very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the benefits then. Uh, we looked at the downside. Let's examine some of the benefits of actually getting really good sleep. So there's lots of benefits, so to be counter, obviously, um, to some of the mm -hmm. things that we talk about. And by the way, the, the weight gain is not something to sneeze at because on average, it's about 15.3 pounds per year that you could gain if you're not getting enough sleep, um, you know, impacting your immune system plus 100%, um, risk of early death plus 20%, um, you know, so these are some pretty uh, serious numbers, but let's look at some of the benefits that will encourage people hopefully to get good sleep. And then we'll talk about how Health City can help you with all of this. So learning and memory. So again, it's like the opposite of, you know, all the negative impacts that you can have. It can have positive impacts on um, helping you learn better and retain more information, better heart health, of course. Um, we've talked about diabetes, um, blood pressure, the weight gain, all of those things wreak havoc on your heart. And so if you're getting enough rest, it can certainly um, counter you know, any heart disease or heart-related issues. Uh, growth and development, particularly important for teenagers and children, making sure that they get enough rest will help them grow um, into strong um, and, you know, sort of 
um, competent, they're able to study and keep focused on what they should be in school. Uh, you talked about, you know, some of the signs, Dr. Ochita, for people who, um, you know, during the day, if you're getting drowsy and so on, should we be looking for those exact same signs in children as well? Like if they're That's falling true. asleep Most at of school? the time, yes. So most complaints that we would hear from, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, for children and uh, adolescents would be that they're not able to focus um, mm -hmm. at school. You know, they're dozing off during their classes or they're not paying attention. Uh, a lot of people attribute it to this attention deficit or something else of that sort, you know, but mm -hmm. it's truly uh, more than that. And um, sleep deprivation could be the root cause behind all of this. So, yes, yes, it's true that, you know, this is one of the signs you should be looking out for even in children or young adults. All right. So, folks, if you suffer from insomnia, sleep apnea, narcolepsy, um, restless leg syndrome, that's RLS, uh, there's mm -hmm. help for you. You don't have to suffer alone and you don't have to sometimes suffer and not even know it. So if you're finding that you have some of these symptoms that Dr. Archita talked about, you can give them a call. And Dr. Archita, how do you go about diagnosing um, these sleep disorders? What are some of the available yeah. techniques? Uh, well, the most important thing is an assessment. So somebody mm -hmm. who comes forward with saying they have this and this, um, you know, symptoms, they can actually be... Um, uh, assessed with an interview or consultation where they come over, we talk about, um, you know, what what their health concerns are. Are they pr having problems going to sleep, staying asleep, mm -hmm. uh, waking up several times? So once we have this interview or consultation, it, it helps me understand better what the problem may be. Right. Now, sometimes it's quite obvious a problem. Somebody's snoring loudly and they're, you know, stopping to breathe. Their partner's been telling them that they're, they're just uh, not breathing well in their sleep. They wake up sometimes snorting or gasping for air. It's quite obvious that they're probably suffering from sleep apnea, especially if it's associated also with daytime sleepiness. Mm -hmm. And then we plan something we call a sleep study, mm -hmm. where we do an overnight assessment of multiple physical parameters as they're sleeping and assess what's going on uh, in their sleep. So is it is it uh, you know truly an apnea? Is it oxygenation issues? Is it heart rate-related issues? Is it a leg movement disorder? So typically it's a sleep study that we do, but not everybody may need it, you know. A sleep mm -hmm. assessment usually helps determine if somebody does need it. And uh, we are able to do the all kinds of sleep studies, really, but most importantly, uh, in-lab studies and at-home in-depth studies where we can assess for multiple parameters, even in the comfort of somebody's mm -hmm. home, uh, where we are able to monitor their brain activity, their muscle tone, their, you know, oxygenation levels, how they're breathing, their uh, effort of breathing, their heart rate and rhythm indirectly even their blood pressure changes through the night and um, you know leg movement so these are multiple things that we put up on an individual for one night usually and try and assess them for any underlying sleep related disorder so depending on what is suspected during the consultation what that individual's other risk factors are what their other health con conditions are a type of study is determined and then we proceed accordingly mm -hmm. all right mm -hmm. now i've known a few people who have actually done the um, the sort of sleep assessment where they come and they spend the night there at Health City? Uh, tell us a bit more about you know what that procedure is like. You just you, obviously it has to be booked, and you check in. Do you bring your favorite blanket and pillow along with you to try to ensure that you get as much good sleep as you can? Well, yes, is that going to help much? <laughs> yes, it does. So some people have specific needs. They need a special type of pillow. They can't sleep without or they have, you know, uh, the medical needs where they can't sleep without a certain kind of a neck rest or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And 
we encourage them, yes, they can bring it along as long as it's clean, of course. And uh, they can't sleep without their teddy bear or whatever else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just joking. But yes, the, uh, individuals are allowed to bring in what they really need or essentially um, need to have at night to help them sleep. Um, even including eye caps or, you know, ear uh, mm -hmm. uh, plugs or whatever else. And they come in uh, usually for a typical night study in the lab. Somebody would come in say around 8 or 8.30, mm -hmm. you know, dependent on the time. They get a hookup with multiple equipment, uh, things or pieces that's put on them. And I don't want to be very elaborate about it, but like mm -hmm. I mentioned, it's for brain monitoring or what we know as EEG, electroencephalography, to monitor your eye movements, to monitor your muscle tone, to monitor the flow fares for your nose or your mouth, mm -hmm. and to monitor your effort of breathing, your oxygen levels, your heart rate and rhythm, um, your leg movements or any twitching, you know, from the muscle uh, uh, sensors that we have on the legs. And all of these are usually hooked on to two boxes, which are hooked to your, uh, to, onto you. So, you know, you can get up, go to the restroom, turn, move around. It's not very restricting. It obviously is a little awkward, but nothing painful, nothing that appears to your skin. Um, mm -hmm. This same study can be done at home, but usually we do not have video imaging at that time. Right. Uh, or there's no technician watching the data live. Whereas in a lab scenario, there is an individual who stays back in the office who's looking at the data coming in live and there's video imaging or infrared imaging for safety. And also, you know, for individuals who have that specific need to have a monitored study. You know, there are multiple mm -hmm. sleep disorders where we really need to do monitoring. And for those individuals, the study is done in the lab. So mm -hmm. that's the typical sleep study. Sounds very uh, intimidating and very horrendous, but frankly, it's, it's quite, um, you know, uh, easy to tolerate once you wrap your head around the fact that you've got to sleep with all this equipment, don't you? Mm -hmm. So, but and so you know, there are so many cartoons and jokes about people wanting you to sleep and watching you sleep, and yet, I mean, with all that <laughs> stuff on you. But it's really not that bad. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, in the morning, people are, you know, it takes about five minutes to take it all off, and you can get right. back to work or get back to home or wherever else you need to be. And it's, mm. it's fairly simple. And then we take some time, of course, up to a week to, you know, uh, go through all the data. It's a minute by minute mm -hmm. assessment that we're doing in sleep scoring. And then get back to this individual saying, okay, this, this, and this is the problem. And this mm -hmm. is what we can do or should do about it. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's look at a few comments coming in. Again, folks, if you have a question um, for Dr. Archita, um, or even Rebecca, please do give us a call. 936-2626 is the telephone number. So um, let's see. Alejandro says, eight hours is impractical in Cayman. Is that really the case? I mean, you would think on an island we'd be able to relax more, but people are stressed out here. So That's an I, individual I, thing to do, right? You yes. Whatever priorities you have. And like I said, this is an average adult sleeping time. I'm not saying everybody gets it, but this is the, mm -hmm. you know, recommended sleeping time. Yes. First lady says, I can't tell when was the last time I had eight hours of sleep. Um, first lady, Jayanne, I also think that you're a new mom. So there are uh, times in our life when we can expect to get less sleep, right, Dr. Archita? And I think one of those big moments is when you become a parent. Ugh, the lack of sleep then is, is just crazy. Um, uh, you know, you go through the last trimester probably getting little sleep and then here comes this baby and you're going to get even less sleep really but you know it's for both parents as well and um, I'm sure 
that there's good good reason why you want to have maybe another set of hands available to you so that some of the time you can sleep as well. So when we're talking about, we're obviously talking in an idealistic scenario that you need to have seven to nine mm -hmm. hours of sleep, and this should be a majority of your, you know, uh, time. There will be mm -hmm. situations when individuals are, you know, say, for example, students are writing their exams or, um, you know, you have a new baby in the house, you cannot afford to have that kind of sleep or you're going through a, a short term stress. We all mm -hmm. understand. But this should not be your long term uh, aim, you know, to, oh, if I get four hours, I'm fine. You know, yes. that's, we need, and especially, I mean, some people are short sleepers. They can get away with four to six hours. Yeah. But they're outside of the norm. You know, Not everybody mm -hmm. is doing, they're just coping with that kind of sleep. Yes. That includes a lot of us as medical professionals. We cope with lack of sleep sometimes, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that that's healthy for you. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah. So Vicky sounds like she's getting good sleep. She says she went to bed at 9.30 p.m. and she woke up at 6.25. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that um, sounds great. Yeah, I wish I could do that. <laughs> and she also says that she sleeps... Once her head hits um, the pillow, she's out like a light. Alejandro doesn't seem to be getting quite the same quality sleep. He says four to six hours per day on a good week. Yikes. Um, he says, don't eat before you sleep. So are there some things that people can do on their own? Um, you know, if it's not a chronic situation, obviously, to help manage and get better sleep. So not eating late at night, I think, is definitely one of those things, as Alejandro has it's mentioned. It. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's what, else yeah. people, what else can Just people What else can people do? Forming a pattern. We keep talking about the sleep hygiene. You know, it's, it's forming a pattern to sleep. Trying mm -hmm. not to, um, you know, expose yourself to bright lights, to loud noises, watching TV, watching a horror movie, drinking a lot of water just close to bedtime. You know, these are all things that will affect how you, how quickly you mm -hmm. sleep and how well you stay asleep. So it's, it's important that uh, people uh, pay mind to this. Form a ritual, especially for people who find it difficult to fall asleep. Set a time that mm -hmm. you need to, you know, you determine your own time, looking at your own schedule. And the way I encourage most of my patients is counts back uh, around seven to eight hours from the time you have to wake up. Usually, you know that that's your hard stop. You have to wake up at that time to get to work. Count mm -hmm. back and try to form that as a fixed bedtime and maintain it. You know, try and yeah. maintain that routine. So your brain is trained that they uh, that it has to fall asleep at this time, or mm -hmm. you know, this is my sleep time. It recognizes that time as its sleep time. And form a ritual around it, like like switching off lights, keeping it dark, mm -hmm. trying not to look at your phone all the time, not looking at social media mm -hmm. all the time. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm saying this on a social mm -hmm. media. I know it's hard, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You know, people always want to yes. be online. People always want yeah. to be seen or posting, and that is not, yeah. you know, that cannot help you shut down easily, yeah. especially for individuals who find it difficult to sleep. Mm -hmm. it may not be true for everybody. But if yes. you're this person who finds it difficult to shut down and fall asleep, well, you need to train your brain to do so. Yes. Right? And I so must say that, that um, mm -hmm. yeah, I must say that for me with the phone and social media, mm -hmm. what I've now done, because again, you know, I love technology and I think it can be a useful tool. Um, my sure. iPhone has the ability to help me. Like, it, mm -hmm. you know, you can put in there like, okay, I want to go to bed at this time. So I've set mm -hmm. my bedtime for 11. It probably should be like 10, but I'm working on it. <laughs> and so now the iPhone, I set that up as my bedtime. One hour before the iPhone says to me, start doing your, your nighttime routines now. 
right? So mm-hmm. that's a little reminder that I want to start engaging. I want to, you know, ha- go have your hot bath because that will help you sleep. Um, you know, drink water a little bit earlier. So you're not going to be waking up trying to run to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Lulu says, Sandy, I need this topic badly. Thank you. And I think so many of us actually need this. Mo has no issues sleeping. He says, I sleep like a panda after sex. (laughs) So, um, Lulu's asking, maybe Rebecca can help about the approximate cost of these sleep disorder tests. And do most insurance companies cover if you need this type of assessment? Yes. Most yes. people are covered. Yes. Sorry, Rebecca. No, no, you go for it. I'm sorry, I have to interfere everywhere. No, no, go <laughs> Go on, you're the expert. No, no, go on, carry on. No, I was just mentioning, yes, most insurance companies uh, do uh, cover sleep studies, and the cost of the st- test may vary from depending on what type of test. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was just going to give a very broad answer. So if Rebecca has any fine-tuning to do, please go ahead. No, no, I think it depends individually as well once you have that initial consultation. Um, and then obviously we sit it, submit it to the insurance company for pre-authorization. So. Mm-hmm. I actually have a question for you, Dr. Ashita. So if you mm-hmm. have a family member that suffers from snoring and what I would assume is possibly like sleep apnea where there'd be like sort of prolonged pauses before the mm-hmm. next snore. Is that really dangerous or you know what what are it your is. views on that? Yeah. Yes. Oh. I agree. So you know usually this is the problem with most sleep related breathing disorders, which is what got mm-hmm. me hooked into sleep medicine as a pulmonologist. You know, we see it so often and people just cannot recognize it. So it's usually mm-hmm. a partner or a spouse or a you know, family member who would actually notice it. And this is very classical, you know, you uh, you snore and snoring is just a warning sign that the breathing passage, the upper airways are narrowing down. Mm. But having pauses in breath, going really quiet for a little while and then, you know, catching a snort or doing, you know, just a struggle to breathe or a deep sigh in the middle of your sleep would indicate that you'd stop breathing. Your brain transiently woke you up and then, mm-hmm. you, you know, your muscles spring into action, you breathe again. Mm-hmm. That restores that breathing pattern again. So yes, it does sound like sleep apnea. Now, all of us can have a few episodes, but usually what is pathological is if you're having more than five sleep apnea episodes in an hour. Sounds quite a bit, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And the, that, then we may have a diagnosis of sleep apnea. Now, again, sleep apnea can be mild, moderate to severe. Most cardiovascular risks have been associated with moderate to severe sleep apnea. However, Having said that, I mean, poor quality of sleep or how you feel in the morning is going to be affected even if you have a mild sleep apnea. You know, you may mm-hmm. have sleep there. So yeah. anybody who snores, I'm not saying every snoring is pathological. Snoring, you know, it can be something that you do intermittently. Or, um, But if somebody is doing this consistently and having pauses in breath or wakes up tired or feels tired in the daytime, or especially if they have high blood pressure, which is a very big, you know, association, or for that matter, even diabetes, or if they're big, you know, they have a, a BMI or a body mass index of mm-hmm. more than 30, then these are risk factors and should be assessed for sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. Very good. And it's, and it's, I think it's easier. I'm glad you said that, Rebecca, because sometimes it's easier for other people to notice your sleeping pattern sometimes than you do, especially yes, when it sure. comes to snoring or if you're stopping, you know, we, we have a friend who suffered from really bad sleep apnea and he would come over and I don't know what it is about our sofa, but we've got this one spot in the sofa that is like designated for him because the second he sits there, he's like out like a light. Like we're trying to watch, you know, a show. And next thing you know, he's like sleeping and he's snoring 
And um, it's challenging to, cause you know, you're having a conversation with him and mid conversation, he's out like a light, right? And so when that happens, um, he doesn't always recognize it because he jumps right back up and tries to continue the conversation where you just left off. And you're like, you do know that you were sleeping, right? Or you have a phone conversation with someone and during the phone conversation, they fall asleep on you. I've had that happen. Not that I was super boring, but I think they were super tired. (laughs) I mean, maybe I was a little bit boring. I don't know. But it was obvious, I think, that um, they were really, really tired um, you know, as well. To Let's say they were sleep deprived. Not everybody yeah. who's tired will doze off on you. <laughs> yes. Sleep deprived, yes. So, I also just wanted to mention about the sleep lab as well, actually, um, just so that people don't think it automatically is like um, just a regular hospital room and someone's standing at a window mm. all night long staring at you because it, it isn't like that at all. It's it's more like a regular bedroom. And in fact, yes. we are about to revamp it in the next couple of weeks with the help of um, Tomlinson Furniture have offered to help to, to revamp it. So it will look like a beautiful bedroom, already looks like a bedroom now. Um, and there isn't anybody staring at you all night long. Mm-hmm. There's just sort of very conspicuous cameras in the room. So you don't really notice that at all. So um, that's just something yeah, to carry. Yes, it's just an infrared camera, mostly for safety, but also for association. It's not, yeah. like, not like a creepy camera or a bit of yeah. <laughs> It's mostly mm-hmm, for individual mm-hmm. safety. We do this for people or for children, it's mandated to do a lab study and, you know, so we do mm-hmm. it mostly for safety and also sometimes to correlate. So if somebody has a parasomnia where they're walking or they're trashing in their sleep or they're, you know, mm. uh, moving around too much. We, uh, or sometimes for that matter, we see certain things which are not, you know, basically what we're looking at is electrical activity and we want to correlate. Mm. We see something bizarre, we want to correlate as to what's happening right. really. And most times uh, lab studies are done for high-risk individuals. So that's why mm-hmm. we, you know, this is an additional input that gives us an idea. It's very discreet. It's not, and if you look at the video quality too, it's just an infrared camera. You know, it's basically mm-hmm. just telling us what's going on. That's all. It's not, yeah. And it's, it's um, well, um, it's very confidential. The data is mm-hmm. uh, securely, um, you know, uh, stored for a certain duration of time and then event- eventually deleted. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing to worry about really in a sleep lab here. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm always asking about um, what if a person walks when they sleep? Is this a very common thing for people to sleepwalk? Not very common in adults, uh, but Mm -hmm. this is a type of parasomnia, what we were talking about, you know. So Mm -hmm. people can have sleep-related parasomnias. Most of the times they're associated with some other problems that they may be experiencing or a stressful Mm -hmm. situation. Some people may just do it and uh, they, they may or may not uh, require a proper study. But if the sleepwalking is something that's potentially putting them in harm's way, if they are, you know, uh, getting out of their house, doing things that they can't recollect, then yes, they should come in for a consult. Not mm-hmm. necessarily they may need treatment. Sometimes therapy helps. Sometimes just improving your sleeping patterns or securing your surroundings helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we can find a solution to that. But yes. Uh, Sometimes, very rarely, they may need medications, but not necessarily. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure sleepwalking is probably one of the least um, worrisome sleep disorder. Not least worrisome, but least prevalent sleep disorders out there. Most people don't really sleepwalk. Well, yes. It depends on, you know, we can't generalize, but yes, it's mm-hmm. not that common among, I mean, it's not uncommon either, but it's not the, like the most common sleep disorder around. Mm-hmm. Especially not in adults, like I mentioned. Yes. So Angel says a ripe banana before um, time helps as well. So she's told. Do we know anything about do ripe bananas help? 
Not that I specifically know, but if it's something that helps you, well, there's no nothing wrong in having a rice banana. Yeah. I think eating before you sleep it can be problematic because it can cause other things like digestive issues That's and stuff. That's correct. Um, yeah. I, I've definitely noticed that the earlier I cut off my um, eating time and compared to when I go to bed, just the better quality sleep I'm going to get because I'm not going to have acid reflux or anything else because I'm Very just and my food is trying to digest still, right? Thank a dark room. Yes, a dark room, says Vicky, and that certainly helps. Um, my daughter is still sleeping with the lights on. So, you know, we're going through a moment right now where I have to sleep with her. We've reverted a little bit, but I'm having to sleep with her. And I turn off the light that's closest to me because I can't sleep with so many lights on, whereas she wants all the lights on. Um, so any any medication? Jonathan keeps t thinking that there's some kind of miracle pill out there that people can take. So what are some of the, um, you know options available to people, including, um, is it medication, just behavioral changes? I know for sleep apnea, there is a machine that people can use as well. So what are some of the available treatment options? So depending on what the problem is, a lot of people mm -hmm. just want a pill to fix it all. And that's probably the worst thing to do with your sleep, because this is something you need to do every day for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. So it's always better to find the, the cause behind the problem and mm -hmm. to address the cause rather than deal with just the, the effect. And so for individuals who have insomnia, again, they would benefit from having a detailed assessment of what's contributing to their insomnia. If it's associated with some kind of an anxiety or depression or some other mental health disorder, they would benefit from seeing a psychiatrist. And uh, that's why we, you know, I always encourage a dialogue. They could even talk to their primary doctor if they go for an in, to see an internist or undergo a health check. You know, talk to the doctor and say, okay, I'm having problems with my sleep. That's the whole mm -hmm. idea behind this awareness. You know, sleep is not something we traditionally talk about, but please mm -hmm. do talk about it. when you, especially, you know, you're having a healthcare visit, talk about it. And mm -hmm. not everybody with insomnia will really need a pill, and we should, in fact, not be very encouraging of taking pills. Mm -hmm. uh, but to, to identify the cause, so if it's anxiety, it's underlying depression, it's a certain situational stress, if it is, um, you know, um, a, a habit that you've formed because you've been trying to do certain things and you can't break free. So there are things you can do depending on what the cause is. Like I mentioned, mm -hmm. if there's a mental health disorder, see if like we can help you see a psychiatrist and get medications. If this is a primary insomnia where you're just not able to fall asleep or stay asleep, then yes, somebody may, uh, I mean, th these individuals will require therapy, what we know as cognitive behavioral therapy for mm -hmm. insomnia, and may also require medications. Yes. So uh, if this is an associated sleep apnea and a perceived insomnia, where you sleep, but you keep waking up so often because you're not breathing, and then you say, hey, I can't sleep, just give me a pill. That's not going mm. to benefit you, right? You need mm -hmm. to treat the sleep apnea. And right. the, yes, as you mentioned very rightly, the, the usually most effective and uh, um, recommended treatment for um, significant sleep apnea is a machine which helps people breathe better. And I know mm -hmm. as soon as I hear wearing a machine or a mask or it sounds uh, very dead, you know, people are very taken aback and uh, want to avoid it. But frankly, it can make a huge difference to quality of life and quality of sleep. So if mm -hmm. that's something an individual needs, uh, then yes, that's what it is. It's called CPAP or continuous positive airway pressure. Mm. Uh, there are also other interventions that can be done for milder forms of sleep apnea, like seeing a dentist who can fit you with a device in your mouth, you know, which you wear at night, or sometimes an ear nose intervention, I mean, nose throat intervention, which you can have, but 
not very common among adults. Most times, if you have a significant sleep apnea, yes, you may be recommended the device. Right. If there is something else, you know, that can be corrected, yes, why not? So mm-hmm. a lot of, there are a lot of solutions. Um, I won't say the, the, the solutions are as many as the problems, but there mm-hmm. are solutions. And um, it's about being aware and trying to seek that solution and not trying, you know, before a person comes to see a sleep physician, they've tried probably almost everything they would have, you know, people who are, have insomnia would have taken over the counter pills, they would mm-hmm. have vaped, they would have consumed CBD oil, they would have, you know, taken uh, alcohol to help them sleep. I'm seeing something. Uh, yeah, someone says alcohol can there. impact they your sleep have, negatively. Yeah. They would have taken over the counter pills. They would have, uh, you know, used, um, if they're snoring, they would have used scripts and devices in their nose and tape mm-hmm. from their mouth. So there's there's nothing wrong in doing all this, but please do seek medical attention. It's, mm-hmm. You know, and don't keep putting it off saying, oh, it's something I do. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm sure it will at, in, mm-hmm. at some point in time. Yeah. All right. So Lulu um, really sounds like she needs to come and see you guys. She says, if you have diabetes, this would be a recipe for death. Bananas spikes your sugar level seriously. And it is one of the fruits that doctors recommend you stay away from um, in terms of eating it. Like if you're having to eat a banana every night, maybe that's not really the way to go either. So thanks for that, Lulu. And I think, yeah, you've got to know even something that is a fruit or something that's natural that otherwise might be good for you. You know, there's specific individuals who might um, have some reason why they wouldn't really want to do that. I've also heard that tart um, cherry juice is actually good for you as well to help you get some sleep at night. Do you know anything about tart cherry juice? No, not honestly, I don't. Uh, yeah. There are, of course, there is, um, you know, traditionally uh, hot milk is considered helpful if somebody is not averse to having milk or doesn't have dairy allergies because mm-hmm. it contains an amino acid called tryptophan, which helps. With yes. Sleep. I'm not okay. quite familiar with the cherry juice. Okay. Unfortunately. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lulu is wondering if the cost of it is going to keep her asleep at night. <laughs> Um, but give them, give them a call. I think that, you know, the team over there can certainly work with you, Lulu, because if it is something that is causing you, you know, to not get a good night's sleep, you can see all the health issues that we've already discussed this morning. That could be a really, really hard concern. So strong will says morning, Sandy, my husband be snoring and I just poke him in his side with my elbow. (laughs) So, um, that is, (laughs) I suppose, that's one possible solution. Um, but that's I, not I a do... solution, though. It's, it's just <laughs> uh, stopping him to snore for that little moment because you are waking him up. Uh, but that's what the brain yes. is doing, too. It's waking him up, and that gives poor quality of sleep, and it leads to sleep deprivation. So it's not a yeah. solution, really. It's just yes. something you have to do to get about sleeping yourself. But right. it's not a solution. Yeah. And I, I find that if you sleep with a snore, um, that... Once you're asleep, you're fine. But it's like if they start snoring or they go to sleep before you do, then it's like you can't, you know, you got to tell them roll over so that I don't hear that snoring anymore. So Olive is saying that she has a real problem. She says, I just hate sleep. I have a big, big problem to sleep. Most nights I um, sleep, I see every hour on the clock up to 3.30 or 4 a.m. So gosh, Miss Olive, I think you need to go see Dr. Archita. You're the perfect patient for her. Please go see her because this is undoubtedly impacting um, your life and, you know, go and talk to her. Um, all right, folks. Well, thank you very, very much. Uh, Angel says Dr. Teal's sleep spray is great as well. 
Uh, you know, if these things can help you, then you obviously don't need to see a physician. But there's a lot of people who suffer from chronic um, sleep at night, sleep issues, and that's when you need to see a professional, an expert like Dr. Archita. So make sure that you give her a call at Health City. Don't forget, folks, the number 945-4040. You can always email them as well. And there is an app. I think maybe next time they're on the show, we'll spend some time going through the app. You can actually download their app. And right from the app, you can make an appointment and, and book to see um, one of the specialists. And, um, you know, get in there, get some some tests taken. I see we have a few questions on WhatsApp, and then we're going to wrap up this segment of the show. So this person says, my problem is that I am nocturnal. How does a nocturnal person get good sleep in a world where we have to get up so early? So are there really people who are nocturnal or have they just formed really bad sleeping habits? No, they think? can be individuals. Well, to be honest, even in a normal uh, person, they can have a tendency to be more nocturnal or more an early morning person, like we call uh, individuals night owls and morning larks. That can happen. But um, some people may have what you know as a circadian rhythm issue. They may sleep very late and wake up very late, uh, or they may sleep too early and wake up very early. So th these are uh, issues where we call uh, what we know as uh, sleep phase disorders. And uh, there is help. The, mm -hmm. the easy fix would be probably to try doing a job that requires you to be awake at night. So it works for you and works for your schedule. But of mm -hmm. course, if you do need to conform to your normal, to a normal individual routine where you're supposed to wake up in the morning, there are things that can be done. You know, maybe a, a little detailed information if you have a one-on-one -on -one discussion can help solve the problem. Mm -hmm. I won't say it's, it's an easily fixed problem. Some people do have difficulties when they have delayed phase and they can't sleep, but I'm sure that can be helped. It's not completely yes. fixed. Yeah. All right. We've got a question here from Ms. Anne. She says, what are the effects of long-term use of sleep meds like Zopiclone? Is that mm -hmm. how it's pronounced? And also, why do you wake up more tired than when you go to sleep? Hmm. Not everybody should, or in fact, nobody should be waking up more tired when they wake up when they, before, uh, you know, it's only if you're having a sleep-related problem. Or well, sometimes the pills themselves, you know, if you've been on them for a while, they would cause you to have some hangover, as we say, or a residual mm -hmm. effect when you're trying to wake up. Uh, long-term mm. effects of any uh, sleeping pill, well, it's not something you want to be using long-term if you can help it. Now, there are people who need it, and if they use it, well, then that's not something we can help. Uh, but um, Zopiclone is relatively safe and less habit-forming. Mm. There are sleeping aids which can be habit-forming. It can make you addicted or hooked to them, and you may need incremental doses to get the same benefit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's exactly why I would not want people to look for easy fixes. You know, you go say, oh, I just learned that sleep is important and I need to sleep for seven to nine hours. And so I'm going to go and get a pill from my physician or I'm going to walk to the counter in, at the department store and I'm going to pick up whatever little, you know, sleep promoting uh, medication they have. That's not the solution. Solution is having a good pattern, having a long term sustainable pattern where you are going to try and sleep and find time for sleep. Try and sleep mm -hmm. at the same time, keep your room uh, temperature, the surrounding dark, the temperature, uh, ambient temperature, comfortable. You're going to find a long-term solution, and that is more recommended. Yes. If you do need a sleep aid, most times I would prefer if individuals who do need some kind of help sleeping, keep it as a short-term sleep aid. If they do need long-term, uh, you know, combine it with therapy. So there are many things you can do. And insomnia is a very difficult problem to solve, to be honest. But 
Mm-hmm. It, it needs a follow-up plan. It needs, um, you know, other things to be explored as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, just don't think I need to get a pill. Mm-hmm. How effective right. are they, like the over-the-counter pills? So, like the melatonin and the nitol, things like that. Yeah, right? I mean, they may be okay for some individuals who are naive to medications and who just, you know, need it for a short-term problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but taking it as a long-term solution, no. And in fact, uh, can have more potential side effects. Taking mm-hmm. a lot of antihistamines to, like NyQuil or uh, mm-hmm. some people will just have DPH. Or These can have an impact on A, your daytime performance, plus you're taking consuming a drug you don't need otherwise. So it's obviously mm-hmm. going to, to cause you some side effects. So yes. uh, it's not harmful to take it maybe for a day. If somebody takes it, I'm going to say don't take it. Or if you need it for two, three days when you're going through a really bad phase in your life or mm-hmm. something's gone wrong, there are medications you can take. But to rely on them as a long-term solution or to keep trying different things without seeking medical attention is probably not wise. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So All right. As a, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a good option for people who need to regulate their sleeping patterns. That's where we yeah. use it. It can be used as a short-term sleep aid, but it's not a long-term solution. Right. All right. We've got Jonathan, the marijuana crew here, um, saying that marijuana apparently is effective. Do we have any evidence that supports that? Not really, no. <laughs> okay. Short and sweet, Alejandro, yeah. Jonathan, Wayne, people pay attention. People will say alcohol, people will say uh, you know, marijuana, but no, these are, again, substances which can potentially be habit-forming. And you will need incremental amounts to help you. You would end up being an addict, but not get the benefits that you need from sleep. Plus, it has an impact on your sleep quality. So mm. I'm not recommending it as a sleep aid and definitely not smoking it. <laughs> I keep, t- or I keep, t- it. <laughs> I think I keep telling these guys about smoking and they just are they're trying to argue with me. They're like, uh, I don't know if I believe the experts. And I said, well. That's why they're experts, actually, folks, because <laughs> they've done the research or they, they at least can read the research to understand what the research says. All right, folks, um, let me just see. There's a parent here who's wondering about her three-year-old. She says that her three-year-old actually um, will sleep about three hours a night and then goes back down around 6 a.m. So she sleeps about three hours, wakes up, and then goes back down again. Is that okay for a three-year-old no um, should... actually having interrupted sleep is not uh, you know very very common with three-year-olds mm-hmm. but what uh, what this mom would want to do is to speak with her pediatrician see if there's anything else which is waking up the child you know mm-hmm. even something like abdominal cramps especially if a child wakes up crying or you know uh, uncomfortable mm-hmm. or has a stuffy nose sometimes there are small little physical problems that are really waking up the child Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be a good idea to rule it out. As long as the child gets the amount of sleep he or she needs, that should be mm-hmm. okay. But all the same, this interruption is not extremely common. There might be a physical cause behind it. So there's right. nothing wrong in evaluating. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got Alejandro on the line, who's no doubt going to make his arguments in favor of smoking. Good morning, Alejandro. <laughs> We're talking with professionals here now, right? Yes, you're you're, well, take, you're taking um, argument in the wrong way. Argument in the broadest possible use of the word. All right, you know when when I was in California, I had a doctor tell me, you know, um, because he asked me my symptoms and all those things. I tell him I say, well, I don't sleep good because I think in too much. I, you know, all these things that nobody concerned about. This is mental health, mm-hmm. and you know the doctor told me he said, you know, um, try this. 
and he gave me the oil because it's in, in, in California, it was legal for medicinal purpose. Mm-hmm. So I took the oil and whatnot. It helped with my sleep. Mm-hmm. Then it became recreational illegal. I smoke and I don't have no problem with sleeping anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, before I used to get like three hours of sleep, believe it or not, from if you go sleep three o'clock and you wake up six to go to work. <laughs> I mean, that's mm-hmm. a struggle. So if you can go sleep at 11 o'clock in the night at least and wake up seven o'clock, I think that's a whole big difference. But you you said earlier that you were getting four to six hours. So which is it? With having the baby, like you say. I mean, okay. I am a new father, you know, so I mean, you're telling me one whole year and a couple change in a month. You think I um, get enough sleep on average? Um, Probably not. All right. So, Gyanja, does help. Um, all right. That's your experience. The medicine doesn't support it, but no problem. <laughs> like I say, it's not going to be an argument if the doctors have something else different. Let's say, I mean, let's go. All right, we are not good. here to say what an individual should do. I'm sorry, I'm butting in here. We are not here to say what an individual should do, can do, or should not do, or cannot do. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the science behind it. And mm-hmm. although, yes, people, there have been mixed results. People do talk about cannabis or CBD oil as a beneficial thing for sleeping. These mm-hmm. are individual experiences. Large studies or data from population-based studies uh, has mixed results, and there is no uh, data supporting long-term use of cannabis to help with sleep. I can only tell you the science behind it, and I've told you the logic, the common man's logic behind it, that, mm-hmm. you know, you, it is a habit-forming substance. You're going to need it. Uh, you're going to start using it more and in incremental amounts to get the same benefit and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, end up having uh, an addiction, perhaps, with not so much benefit on your sleep or sleep quality. It's better to address the problem that's preventing you from sleep, if you can, or taking mm-hmm. short-term sleep aids or going through certain therapies that would help. If you mm-hmm. have a physician or a doctor who thinks otherwise, well, we all have different opinions in our community too. So it's not something that I'm going to say is wrong or right, but I'm just giving you the information that I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Carla. All right, folks. Um, one final question. Um, this person says, I'm sorry. I joined the show late this morning. Uh, I'm just tuning in. I have not been sleeping well for the past two months now. I really need help. Folks, 945-4040 is the telephone number. If you need help, then without a doubt, uh, Dr. Archita is here for you. There's absolutely no need to suffer. I mean, two months of not getting good quality sleep is is a long time. That's like 60 days of not getting good quality sleep. So Dr. Archita, maybe there's something else that's going on in this person's life that's causing the quality of their sleep to decline but they won't know if they don't reach out for help, right? That is true. The the cost actually for so I found out I know there's a lot of questions on the cost for the yes. hospital sleep study. So it should be covered by insurance if you sort of um, warrant it for medical yes. reasons. Um, so obviously we would check that. But if you're just paying out of pocket, it's about two thousand five hundred US. For the sleep, um, yeah. no, this is yeah. for again, I'll correct uh, this. This is for the study where we are doing both a diagnostic and a therapeutic trial in the lab, yeah. right? Uh, so just doing the diagnostic is much less, it's under mm-hmm. thousand US, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. So that's the one for the more elaborate study we're doing in lab. Mm-hmm. 
All right, folks. So give them a call. This has been another episode of Medical Rundown Tuesday. Thank you guys so much. Um, bottom line, sleep is important. There's a number of different components to it. Um, there's a lot of health risk if you're not getting enough good quality sleep. So do not cheat yourself when it comes to sleep. It could mean life or death here, folks. If you need professional help and professional intervention, um, assessing potentially what's going on with you, you know, reach out to Dr. Archita. They have a team of people there. They have all the latest equipment, the sleep lab, everything there to hopefully get you some answers. Um, and I think that really that's where it starts. And then you can work on some of the solutions once you know what's causing it, what's going on and what you have, because there are specific sleep disorders and you, you want to make sure that you get diagnosed really with the right thing, because then that will impact the treatments that are available. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank Dr. Archita. Yeah, thank thank you, Rebecca. We really appreciate it. Whilst I still have two seconds, I just wanted yes. to just to advertise the um, Catwalk for Cancer Fashion Show, which is on next um, on the 22nd of March. And so mm -hmm. all proceeds are going to go to the Cayman Islands Cancer Society or Jasmine. And Health mm -hmm. City is a very proud sponsor of that event. Um, so if you would like to get a ticket, please, please do. It's going to be going for a great cause. And you can get the tickets at the Cancer Society or Amy or Sunday Angels in Kamana Bay. Beautiful. All right. Wonderful. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Have a good day. You too. Take care. All righty. All right, folks. So do give them a call. Info at healthcity.ky if you want to shoot them a quick email. 945-4040. Healthcitycaymanislands.com is the address. So um, over 260 something of you in the live stream. I know that number is going to shoot up to over 300 in just a second because I know why y'all are here, honey chow. Let's get it. Let's take a little bit of a commercial break. And um, I'm going to get one of the new mugs. I want to show you guys. We're still tweaking the design. So we're going to look at that. But in the meantime, here's some messages from our sponsors. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. The department was formed in March 2021 and the creation of this department has allowed the company to centralize the reporting of environmental, social and governance initiatives. We've published a sustainability report. I am very proud to be the manager of this department. We are setting the standard here in Cayman, in the Caribbean. Um, we are trying our best to ensure that we are not only meeting environmental, social and governance, but overall that we are a company that employees would want to come to work for and that the, the community in general will feel proud that it is the utility company. I am Richard Hugh, President and CEO of CUC. Our focus has always been on you, our customers. 
Times are changing, and so are your expectations. We are listening to our employees and the people of the Cayman Islands to find new opportunities that can improve your experience. We are working every day to provide you with a safe and reliable electricity service. You are at the core of everything that we do. We are exploring and adopting new technologies and sources of energy which will benefit you as we become more reliable and more efficient, which will mean lower energy costs. We are working to improve our energy management tools, offer new products and services, and provide 24-7 customer support. Our new vision, empowering Cayman to be a global leader, is building momentum towards a better future for our islands. Recover Personal Injury Attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. Are you tired of overpaying for TV services? Can't figure out VPNs? Constantly missing your favorite TV shows? And no access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roke, Cayman's streaming pros. We'll put you back in the driver's seat in front of your TV. Call, WhatsApp, or message Roke today on 926-1213. Roke is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions apply. All right, good people. Welcome back to the show. Thank you guys so much. Um, good discussion this morning with Health City. Always super interesting. I mean, I feel like these are things that we we struggle with, and so it's good to be able to talk about them and to, you know, essentially get it out in the open, honey chill. All right. Um, so listen, y'all know Auntie Sandy got to come and give you some tea this morning. Oh, my gosh. Where do I begin? You know what? I just can't deal with crazy, okay? Let, let me be very, very clear here. And this is probably the time to have the little kitties, hopefully they're on school by now in any event, drive time is over. This going forward will not be meant for children, this part of the conversation. They're in school, right? Good. I don't do well with people who are unbalanced in life. Um, you know, it took me a minute to figure this out in my personal life, because the way in which I would respond to these people, oh, honey child, it wasn't good. And so I have over the years gotten to learn a little bit more about my own personality. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very, very cautious about who I allow in my space. Yes. And I'm going to give you guys an example this morning of why that is so important. Yes, honey child, we're going to be talking about George R. Ebanks. I don't know if there's another George Ebanks out there, but if there is, I feel sorry for you. I would run and go change my name personally. I'm just saying that this, this dude is, is next level. So, um, you know, oh boy, where do we begin with the madness? All right, I got some screenshots. Hold on now. I got some, I got some evidence and some information. Well, let me, let me start at the beginning since I'm going to be talking about George. I wanted to preface it by saying, as I just said, I, I don't I don't do well with crazy, right? There was a time when in my youthfulness, I used to think 
that I could help people who were like suffering from mental health issues and all sorts of, listen, I realized that, no, that's not the guy that you want to get involved with. That's not the guy that you want to be a friend with. God knows, definitely not the guy that you want to marry, honey chair. Because you're going to be always fixing problems and patching problems. And it literally has an impact on your own sanity. So it's really, really important that we take responsibility for our own mental health and wellness. And that we tell certain people, you are not welcome in my space. Hmm. However, let me be very, very clear. When I say you're not welcome in my space, I don't really speak to you. I ain't going to give you the time of day. You just keep it moving. You know, I don't, you know, the, the, you know, you all know that song on the streets. I don't F with you. Yeah. You know, some people you just don't even want to say hello to because you know, they are crazy. George is one of those people folks. And I make no bones about telling y'all that George Ebanks is one of those people. I ain't got no time for George on a good day. But he seems to always manage to put himself in my stratosphere and then I have to address it. So I'm going to do that this morning. And George, I pray to God that you're listening because you love to be up in church every two minutes. And, and the, the good Lord is whatever you're doing up in church, it is not helping you. Okay. You need to go see a mental health professional and stop thinking that you can self-diagnose and self-solve and that God is going to be your cure to what you say is depression because you don't suffer from depression. You actually suffer from something else. And I'm going to hopefully enlighten you this morning about what part of your problem is. Now, listen, in the name of mental health, I don't want y'all to take this the wrong way. But just because, as the court said the other day to Tiffany, just because you may have mental health issues, which you refuse to get help for yourself, you've got to take accountability if you got mental health issues, honey, jail. Go get yourself some professional help. But because you may have mental health issues, that doesn't give you a blank check to go around harassing people, um, assaulting people, and all sorts of other stuff, Right? So, you know, I, I don't really give a damn if you got mental health issues. When you come from me, I'm still going to set the record straight. And if you had any common sense along with the mental health issues, you would kind of know better at this point. So let's talk about George. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why does this man? Uh, okay. All right. Let me first tell you a little something and then I'm going to back up with some history and y'all going to get a little history lesson this morning. Okay. So um, here's the shocking part. Who in their right mind would put Georgie Banks on any government board, council, or anything? Only God knows. Now, I, I got to pick a little bone with the premier. Yes, I'm going to put him in his place this morning too, Premier Panton. With all due respect, this was a poor decision on your part. Please, not to be repeated again. We've seen this PAC government. Maybe it's a little bit of a learning curve. And I'm going to tell you what I think about um, Premier Panton and why he did this. But they got to stop doing it, you know. Enough of the, oh, I'm going to put someone on a platform, uh, on a committee, on a council, because, you know, they need something to do. Morning, caller. Not too bad. Speak up a little bit. You're coming a little bit low for me this morning. Uh, how are you? Yes, that's better. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? My 
question to George is, George is a very educated person. My question to him is, why is he attacking paper Kimanyans this morning? Wait, how did he get here? Is he a born Kimanyan? Or is he attacking paper Kimanyans now too? Okay, and did yes, he's attacking And my next question is, he is saying that he didn't think any paper Kimanyan should have any business, but didn't he just um allowed or um got co-signed for his baby mother to open a cleaning company or some kind of company? Mm. So is she paper Kimanyan or a permit holder? Mm. That's my question. We gotta get to all of that. Thank you, honey. I appreciate it. I didn't even know he was going off on paper Caymanians this morning. This boy not got no sense, but we gonna deal with him. So somebody says the premier and none of the government selected the council members. This is an internal council of Offreg appointed directly. Oh, well, thank you for the correction, my love, because I was about to say, um, I am well aware, however, that the, the premier has a soft space in his heart that defies common sense for people um, once they claim they have mental health issues. And I get it up to a certain point, but Premier, you understand that if people are not helping themselves, there's little that you can do for them. And the last thing you want to do is put these same people in a position of like being on councils, being on boards, having to work with other people. Why on earth would Offreg put this man on a council? Who, who, who recommended him? George has never demonstrated in any recent history, that he is capable of sitting on any of these things. You know, this is where we've got to be careful, folks. You don't put people on boards or councils because of political favors or it's going to look good. You put people on there who can actually be effective. So if you say that the premier didn't have anything to do with it, well, then I guess my comments are really not for him. But I have seen his little soft-heartedness and his soft spot um, lead to some poor decisions when it when he decides who to help S same thing with that fellow over there that he was helping start up a talk show and then the whole talk show is dedicated to lambasting the premier and not even giving this government a fair shake i mean you 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 got to be careful right you know how you help them you give them a business card for a mental health professional and you say, go seek therapy. That's how you help people like George. You don't help him by putting him on a council or on a board. Honey chow, a blind man in China could have seen that this was going to be a problem. Let me tell y'all something. Now this, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm no insightful guru in terms of this. Because to me, this is just plain common sense. Who didn't see this coming? Raise your hand. Somebody said they're sitting at the, at the front of the classroom this morning. Uh, which, who was that that said that earlier? Um, anybody else sitting in the back or the front? Who did not see this coming with George? In fact, I saw it coming to the point where when the announcement was made in late January, I said to someone, um, oh, uh, George Ebanks? I said, okay, this is going to last a hot minute. Uh-huh. And I actually said to her, because she's got a friend who was a council member, I said, honey, please tell your friend to be careful of this so-called chairman of this council. And she was like, oh, my God, why? Y'all are so clueless. I said, why? Why with George? You know this man is a sexual predator. And he likes to sexually harass women. <gasps> what? 
Oh my God, Sandy, I didn't know that, honey. Child, y'all need to pay attention. His reputation precedes him a good 10 miles in front of him. That's how long that bad reputation is. You think this man will just settle down at his senior age, take several seats outside the classroom because he shouldn't even be in the classroom at this point and just take it easy? So yesterday, let me put it in context. Those of you sitting down going, Lord Jesus, I'm peace, man. I know what's Sandy going on with this morning. Let me put it in context and then I'm going to bring it full circle. We got a statement from Offreg through Tower Marketing to say that he has resigned because of irreconcilable differences. Now, you know he's a donkey, right? Of a first-class nature. Mm-hmm. So we got the press release. As with all press releases, I'm like, mm, okay, this is interesting. Somebody said Kirk, it would have been a better choice than George. Well, at least Kirk, not going on sexually assaulting people that I've ever heard. Sexual harassment. So I uh, thought, all right, well, you know, off right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to put it up. No problem. Hmm. Next thing I know, I get a message from George. I'm going to let y'all see the madness that is George Ebanks. Okay. So he messages me and I, I think I'm pretty sure that I blocked this idiot before. And somehow he must have a new number, I guess. I don't know. He manages to, to message me again. I could see from his phone number that that's him. I said, oh, Lord, if I, listen, if I block you, it takes a lot for me to really block people. Don't find no alternative number to be messaging me from. But somehow it's not going to end well for you. Okay. So this is a message. We put up the story. Now, Offreg said the man resigned. Okay. Because of irreconcilable differences. I'm going to pull up the off-reg email here in a second. And then they go on to say that his behavior, he was aggressive towards other council members. He was out on a frolic of his own. He was doing the most. And the council members basically were like, listen, we can't, we can't deal with this guy. We can't work with him. Be gone. And so I'm sure they, they requested his resignation as chairperson. Hmm. Not everybody can, can be given a chance. And I hate to say this because in life we do think, oh, wow, everybody deserves a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth. But listen, you only deserve it once you have earned it. Okay? And there's nothing in George's history or behavior for the past 20 years that has said this man has redeemed himself and he has earned anything. But for the grace of God, we have all fallen. We have all done stuff. We've all had to ask people if you're sensible for forgiveness for our behavior, right? We've all been out of sorts at times. Some of us suffer from mental health issues. Some of us are bipolar. Some of us suffer from depression. All right? But George takes it to a whole other level. And one thing I've noticed with him, and there's a few of them here in this community who are very, very disrespectful to women in particular, the kind of stuff that George thinks that he can say to me and roll up on me. Now, I know he has lost his good senses, first of all, because he already knows. The last time I saw him, it came in back. He came crawling back. Oh, Sandy, let's bury the hatchet. I don't even remember why we were fighting. You don't remember? Because you're an idiot. 
I remember quite clearly why I don't want you even speaking to me on a good day. But you know what? I, 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 be, I be trying now, you know. I be trying. The good Lord knows I be trying. I be trying to be a little bit of a peacemaker. I be like, oh, Sandy, it's not even in my brain. You know, he bought me breakfast and everything. He came and brought, trying to, trying to butter me up. In my brain, I'm like, you know what? This isn't even worth the beef. Like, you know, we're going to look back on this and it's going to be so stupid. Who cares about George? But, you know, let's just move past it. So I was like, all right, all right. He wants to buy me a little $10 breakfast, whatever. Um, you know, that's not impressing me much, but let's just move past this. So I accepted his, um, his olive leaf, if you want to call it that. But here we are again. This is why, I, let me tell y'all something. When it comes to personal relationship, me and George, never in a million years. Because people like him don't change their stripes, huh? They are crazy 24-7. And the crazy does not end. It continues. And then they drag you into their hot mess. It is most unfortunate because I'm not going to let this man drag me. And like I said, he does it to women because he has no respect for women. There's something inherently wrong with a man who could be raised by a woman and then has no respect for women. Normally they grew up in environments where they would have seen a father figure, whether it's the father, the grandfather, somebody else, treating women as less than human beings. And I hate to say, I don't know historically very much about George, to be honest, in terms of like his family upbringing, but I do have to question this very core thing about him. It does seem to me that there's something missing when it comes to his respect for women and that has to be pretty deep-seated. Now, here's the crazy thing. Most of the people on this board are actually women, right? You go back to the, to the council members, young women, senior women, women. You know, any board you sit on now, you're going to have to work with women. So, Alfred sent out the following statement. Look at this. Alfred has accepted the resignation of consumer council member and chair, Mr. George R. Ebanks. His resignation comes as a result of irreconcilable differences arising um, between Mr. Ebanks, Alfred, and other council members. These differences center on his behavior as chair and on the role and remit of the council as an advisory body to Alfred to identify and recommend solutions to issues facing consumers in the utilities sectors. Council members independently reported to Offreg that Mr. Ebanks was acting unilaterally in speaking on behalf of the entire council on matters on which they had not discussed or agreed upon. Mm. Uh, this extended to a fundamental disagreement on the role and function of the council of the consumer council. He trying to rewrite the role and function. He's a hot mess. They also took serious issue with Mr. Ebanks's aggressive and demeaning tone and behavior, oh really, in both written communication and in council meetings. We're gonna get back to that behavior here in a second because he's decided to demonstrate it towards me. And um, George, I'm not the one yesterday, today, or tomorrow. You're not gonna be rude to me, honey child. Believe me, you, you will be addressed here today. 
Offreg interim CEO, Mr. Peter Goff, uh, said that Offreg has accepted Mr. Ebanks' resignation as chair and member of the Consumer Council. It is disappointing to find the chair was not aligned with the role and remit of the council and was in conflict with other council members to the extent that the council could no longer function under his leadership. Hmm. However, we look forward to appointing a new chair in due course so that the council can get back to the work of helping Offreg represent and protect the right of consumers in the utility sector. Well, I'll be damned. Like I said, who in their right mind could not have seen this coming? And those of you who don't know who George is, there you go. That's George Tookie Ebanks. Took is his nickname, apparently, those of you who grew up with him. Um, so nothing about this surprises me because George is belligerent. He's ignorant to a different level. And he has demonstrated this behavior for years. Right? Now, listen, y'all want to jump up and appoint these people to councils, boards. Um, next thing you know, when you have district councils, it'll be people like this. There's this a problem with a district council, you know? This is going to be the caliber of individual that they're going to take and stick on a district council. And then y'all are going to be like, oh my gosh, we're wondering why district councils don't work. Why do you think they're not going to work? You're only as strong as your weakest link. And when you have people like George sitting in a position, obviously he thought of power. So all of a sudden now this little appointment got to his friggin' head. He got started to act out. You heard what the board, you, you can tell that this is a forced resignation, right? Acting aggressively, speaking on behalf of the council, basically rewriting their entire remit of what they're supposed to do. Who does that? Well, apparently who does it is George R. Ebanks. That's who does it. You all need to rein this man in because he not got no damn sense. Right? He doesn't even understand the assignment. You can hire somebody who don't understand the assignment that you hired them for. The, the, the press release said it. It wasn't in alignment with what the council was supposed to be doing. So I do my job and I write the story. I did this one myself. And you know why? I didn't even want to send it to poor Renee because I know he would have been trying to attack it. I don't think he has a sense to know that we have more writers here. But I said, no, no, no. I can do this myself because my, my shoulder's broad, honey chill. I come from good Georgetown stock, rough and tough, right? He tried to insult me by, by, by linking me to Bodentowners, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, um, what do you say? A berry or something like that. I'm not no freaking berry donkey. I'm Georgetowner. Let's make it very, very clear. Nothing wrong with my Bodentown people neither. I'm a Georgetowner and apparently a West Bay. Thank you, 23 and me. So you should know as someone who, who got West Bay connections, you're probably some cousin way down the line. Don't, don't come with your foolishness to me, honey chill, because I will set you straight in a West Bay minute. Right? Here's what George did. We put up the story. Now y'all know that George has a long history of really being an idiot. Oh God, Sandy, did you just say that? Yes, I think I did just say that. Oh, well, speak the truth and shame the devil. He does. Yeah. So George um, has a history of sexually harassing women. 
Y'all don't even know. And I talk about really bad. A couple of years ago, a woman came forward and shared with us. Um, I don't even know if she's still listening or she's still, you know, where she's at these days, but she shared with us an issue that she had with George where he was uh, messaging her, sending her naked pictures um, about what he wanted to do to her. Mind you now, he's supposed to be the HR manager for a restaurant that she worked for, right? So he has some company he cleans where he outsources his services and provides HR and immigration services to these companies. Y'all better be careful who y'all hire as a consultant. Because here he, are, here he is in a position of power over this woman, talking about he HR manager, right? And instead of taking care of the business, he was supposed to be taking care of her, starting out her pension, health insurance, or whatever. He too busy sending her messages. And you know, this guy really not bright, you know, because he had the audacity to turn around and talk about, well, she didn't say no. So, you know, she must enjoy the sexual harassment. I was like, what are you saying? Are you crazy? Well, that's a self, <laughs> that's a rhetorical question. Yes, George missing a couple loose screws short of the whole picnic, not really there. I'm like, did this man just say? Let me try and find his own messages. Let me try and find the craziness because y'all not gonna believe me if I don't. Oh yeah, you blocked this contact. This was him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was him. Mm-hmm. Three two two ninety three six to nine. Let's go back. Boy, he be sending me. Oh, this was another message. He says, hi, Sandra, George here. Please, can you insert a comment and reply to the gangster idiot, Miss Aria Hyde's e-bank that seems to be off her medication? Hear him? No, you know, talking about other people off their medication? Lord Jesus. This is where you can find some stupidity this morning. That seems to be off her medication today and sent you all sorts of um, such and such video. I can't use that word on the radio. Claiming I sent her porn. Well, he was actually sending her porn. I mean, that's what most people would call it, George. I don't know what you call it. You must have a different definition book. Then he says, what she needs to do is also send you the videos of her taking a bath and playing with herself. And the woman showed me the messages and she, she, not, she not send nothing like that to him. Yeah? The man is sick. Okay. Oh, it's no work here. No workplace harassment. Here, what, here what the donkey says. No workplace harassment can happen after 6 p.m. When she is home, say what? <laughs> Jude, you are the HR manager and you're texting this woman sexually inappropriate behavior. And she told you she's not interested and she has a boyfriend. She wouldn't just come up because I would have blasted you from the word go and say, stop sending me these inappropriate messages, you idiot. She didn't do it quite that forcefully because again, as an employee, a lot of your employees are scared of these nutcases. You're scared of these men who sexually harass you and you don't put your foot down when you should, right? And you play into this up to a certain extent. I'm not saying it's your fault, but you've got to start finding that inner, call it the inner Sandy voice where you're going to tell him in some good, strong words, he better leave you the hell alone. Y'all be too nice. Oh, I have a boyfriend. No, that's not the problem. The problem is, he is stepping over the line as a so-called HR manager, and you're not interested in his senior geriatric self in any event. You will not to be his granddaughter. He needs to go sit his ass down. Hmm? But you see, 
They've been getting away with it for so long. Even the current woman, the, this young lady just called in about how he helping her get business and this and that. Yeah, poor her. How old is she? This man old enough to be your grandfather. What are you doing with him? Oh, okay, I get it. This is a marriage of convenience. You, you just hung around long enough to produce a child, but that's okay. It's still a marriage of convenience. Mm -hmm. He using you, still cheating. Don't, don't, get, don't mix it up now. You know, Don't think he, he loyal to no woman. This man is a wife beater. So while he can jump on social media, calling me ugly and having the most to say, I'm just like, you can have your opinion about how I look. That, that's neither here nor there, quite frankly. Me and you not getting married. We're not getting engaged. I'm not interested in looking in your direction. So if you think I'm ugly, that's your opinion, right? That's fine. But guess what? I'm not a woman beater. My, my spouse didn't have to run from me because I beat them so badly they were afraid for their own life. Who did that happen to? You, George Ebanks. Come now. Come, honey child. Nobody never told you don't come for Sandy because she going to set the record straight? Yes, that's you. And tell me, you want to jump up and run for politics? You must be done lost your goddamn mind. Hmm? He's the kind of man. Let me tell you something that George would do. He's the kind of man that um, not only is he going to beat you if you're his woman or his wife, but he's also going to cheat on you and have all kinds of affairs, right? It's, it's insult to injury, I think, when a man can both cheat on you and beat you at the same time. I'm like, you better, you better pick which, which devil you trying to be. You're going to be a wife beater? You pick that one. You're going to be a cheater? You pick that one. Pick one vice. But to have all these vices? Hmm. And then hear, hear how bold he is. This is back in the day. He had a decent little job. Still had his house before he lost the house and whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Have an affair with one of his co-workers. Yes, Chai. He likes easy access. Brings the woman to Cayman. Talking about, oh, she's here for a conference. Puts her up in the matrimonial family home. Because now she think, oh, this man got money. He got a nice pool. He lived in a rich life. He got this. He got that. He telling her all kind of lies. She's out by the pool and she's out there telling the little child now, um, honey, please have the maid uh, bring me my morning coffee. The child is like, the maid? That's not the maid. That's my mother. He was telling people that his wife at the time, he told this woman, come and live with me. Can't on a fair right under the family roof. Tell me she's here for a conference. And then has the audacity to tell the woman that the wife is the maid. You think people don't talk? Oh, well, George, you need to sit down, you know. The best thing for you to do is go in a corner and just shut up. Seriously. You haven't heard about the Barbara Streisand effect? I keep telling y'all. Stop it now. Yes, you can, you can imagine the nerve of a man doing that to you. Having an affair right in your house with the woman. And then I tell her, you're the maid? I know I would have been making something that day. I would have been the maid, all right. With one frying pan upside your head and hers too. Oh, have the maid bring me my coffee. And your, your own child have to tell your, your side piece that her mother is not the maid. That's the mother and the wife. You sick in your damn head. Okay. All right. 
wife beater, likes to sexually harass people, uh, failed businesses left, right, and center. Oh, let me not forget. Because I'm coming to what he actually posted on social media about me here in a second. But hold on. Let me address one more thing about him. Also a convict. Let us not forget that George has a conviction. Because some of y'all don't seem to know. One day he approached me. Now, you know the man that got no sense, like I said. Right? Oh, can you take down this article about me? And I'm like, um, let me see if I can find it. I'm like, why would we do that? Let me try and see now. I'm trying to remember. I don't think that we, I think it was a conviction before. So we might have mentioned it on social media, but I don't think CMR was around at the time. George has a conviction for a dishonesty offense. Now, let me tell you why this is critical and important. Because what it means is that George will never be able to run for public office. So what he was doing was he was going around to media, to Compass and CNS, and he came to me. But you see, CMR wasn't around then, but I think I had personally posted it on my Facebook page. I'm going to double check because I got to find it. And what he did was he wanted it to be gone from the public view so you couldn't Google it, you couldn't find it. Because once you have a dishonesty offense, you can never run for political office in this country. Listen to me carefully, folks. Once you have a dishonesty offense, you're ineligible to ever hold public office in the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. George has a dishonesty offense. Y'all don't remember? Hold your horses now. Let me find my story, honey child. Let me find it. What he did was he actually falsified George Ebanks, actually falsified a document or a client, forged their signature. Yes? You can imagine. And he got convicted for that. Here it is. Here it is, 2017, January 2017. He lucky. CMR wasn't started until June of that year. So he really lucked out. And I'm going to show you guys exactly what the problem is. You see, some of y'all don't like the truth because the truth paints a very accurate and unpretty picture of who you are. Not only are you all these horrible things in terms of your personal relationships with women, but on top of that, look, yeah, conviction, forgery, and a work permit case. And he did it. He was convicted. So this man is ineligible to run for public office ever. But you know what he did? He convinced the compass to take the article down. So if you go now and look for the article, it says page not found. How can the how can this be? How can this be? Oh yeah, they'll do it for the right people or the wrong people as the case may be. They're not gonna take down no articles for me if I got convicted of anything. But they did it for George. Y'all need to pay attention to the foolishness that is permitted to happen in this country. The article is right there. The original date was November of 2016. And he got them to remove the article 
You tell me how is that possible? Huh? Scandalous. You're running from your dishonest ways. But thank God for Facebook. At least Facebook has the screenshot and you can see it was a Compass article. Forgery alleged and he was actually convicted. Now, what y'all saying now? He worried about how ugly I am? Well, you should be worried about the scandalous behavior you going on with, son. Don't worry about what I look like. I'm pretty happy when I look in the mirror with what I see. There's no perfection around here, but have you taken a look in the mirror, honey child? Please. Let, let's 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 not even go there now because we we really not trying to go too too deep into the dogs. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Mid-air. My name is Elisha Taylor. Sorry. I spoke to you yesterday. About- yes, sir. Yeah, I'm live on the radio now. Did you get your money yet? No, I didn't get it. I didn't get any call. I go by the station uh-huh. yesterday, but they said, only way that's supposed to happen unless the lady bring it there and uh-huh. have to call me in person and the two of us meet up and make this transaction. Mm-hmm. They only can be a witness. Yes. So you cannot just go by a station and drop off any money like that. Nothing. All right. So, me so, me soon deal with her. Me deal with one other idiot this morning. So give me time. There's so many scammers okay. and stuff I got in one day, you know? Okay, I understand. All right. Me soon deal with her. Leave it right there. Okay. All okay, right. Good. Um, lady, you better pay this man his money, you know? You soon go full blast, just like George, for dishonesty. All right, I'm coming to you. Anyway, so yes, George Ebanks has a dishonesty conviction. He forged somebody's signature on work permit documents. This is a serious thing. That is dishonesty, forgery. So he will never be eligible to run for public office ever. Y'all capiche? You understand what I'm saying? But he always pushing himself up around people, trying to be something you're not. George, what you should do is go push yourself up around the therapist because that's that's where you need the most help. Um, okay, man, 27 had it up as well. Hold on. Compass wasn't the only one, but you know, of course, came on 27, gone now. So that's another hot mess. All those archive articles and stuff, all gone. Such a shame. Because y'all got a very, very soft memory. See another one here again? Consumer activist, because that's what he wants to call himself. George Ebanks is accused of altering an official document while doing work permit paperwork for a business client. He made an appearance in summary court on Tuesday, November the 22nd, this was 2016, on three charges, forgery of an official document, Mm -hmm. using an endorsement on a document which has been forged or altered and making a false representation. And like I said, the man was actually convicted. See him right now? The proof, November 23rd, 2016. <clears throat> but hold on. <laughs> There's more. Oh, Lord. Thank God I was I was covering stuff even before I had CMR. I was into the news even then, honey chair. In case you're saying to yourself, well, Sandy, all these articles only say is that the man was charged. I don't see nothing about a conviction. Well, you know, Sandy captured that too. Here we are. Okay, March the 23rd of 2017, 
George Roberto Ebanks, doing business as George Ebanks Consultancy and Bookkeeping, was sentenced on Monday to perform 120 hours of community service for the fences of forgery and making false representation. Sadly, this is now a conviction of a dishonesty offense, and George would not be eligible to run for public office again, and this was again covered in the compass. Businessman sentenced for forgery. There it is. But once again, the compass has made the page disappear. So when you click on the link, oops, the page can't be found. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all see why I, listen, this is a, this is a double standard, folks. See it there? Oops, page can't, it doesn't exist. It's not that the page didn't exist, it's that y'all took it down. Trying to protect this man from what? Yeah, he messaged me too. And I said to him, I said, funny enough, your memory really not that good, you know? Because at the end of the day, right? Let me be very, very clear. Um, what you have here is not a story that we actually covered. But he, he was confusing himself. He must have remembered that I posted it. This is, this is what George is up to. This is what he's been up to for a very, very long time. Now, Caymanian people, folks, are very, very forgiving people. Lord knows. They can say what they want to about y'all. But the truth of the matter is, y'all so forgiving that you can't even remember the past. And that's why you're doomed to repeat it. That's why you're doomed to put people like him on a board and on a council. Who does that? The man has been convicted of forgery. Remember the same thing I said about Mr. Miles and why he shouldn't be on a board because he has a conviction when he was chairman of another board? Oh, we got a critical incident coming in. Hold on one second now. Breaking news. Ah, this is probably a drowning. Give me one second. Hold on. Critical incident, missing female juvenile. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I bet you that's one of those missing girls. Now, you know, I tell y'all to stop going, stop running away. Missing female juvenile ran from police and went into the ocean. Coast Guard, x-ray, two units reached the area, but negative results. Lord Jesus, let's pray for this child this morning as we do not need a drowning. Oh, my God. Please don't make anything happen to that poor child. They're so young and stupid. They're just making really, really poor decisions. This one time she got news for me, honey child. I think I already got the news. My God, what is wrong with our young people? You know, a lot of them are crying out for help. And, 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 uh, we, we're having to deal with juveniles, uh, eight, six or something-year-old juveniles like Georgie Banks, instead of focusing on our young people and getting them the help that they need, huh? Yes. So sad. Oh, my God. I hope that child is going to be okay. Oh. What would possess her to think she could just jump in the ocean? Probably don't even know how to swim, poor little thing. Listen. These kids have got to slow down. They are really, oh my God, so sad. 
All right, we're going to keep an eye on uh, this situation, folks. I'll let you guys know as soon as I um, have any updates on this. Ay, ay, ay. My God, I wonder which one of them children now. I mean, it's just like losing, losing your life prematurely. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. I know your brain not yet fully developed yet, but come on now. Take it easy. Take it easy. Oh my God. This is horrible. Uh, I tell you. So sad. So, so sad. All right. Give me a second here. Um, Give me a second. Oh, it's unbelievable. I don't know what to say. Anyway, let me let me continue. I'm going to be doing two things at once here. So, you know, my brain going to slow down a little bit. But anyway, we published a story yesterday. And, um, of course, George messaged to say that he had his side of the story. I never said to George that you can't send your side of the story. I think what happened really as the story was already up. So he comes after the fact, talking about, oh, you know, that's not what happened. It wasn't any irre- irreconcilable differences and this, that, next thing. Okay, well, sir, all you have to do is email your statement. So apparently he sent a statement to other media, didn't send it to CMR, and then he's messaging me on WhatsApp, talking about, oh, can he get our email address? Y'all know, there's so many ways to contact CMR. Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, website will, will allow you to directly contact us by email. If George was motivated to contact us, it wasn't really that hard, you know? So, uh-huh. I sent him, like I said, the story was already up. He asked for the email address. I sent him the email address. Give me one second. I'm going to show you the chain of conversation. Because you all need to understand that this man, clearly something not quite ticket, 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 right? Right? Something skipping. And it's a serious situation when he thinks that he can speak to people any kind of way. Right? So um, you can have a difference of opinion. You can totally have a difference of opinion. That's on you than what Offreg has said. However, when you're, when you're communicating with media, yes, there is a way in which you should do it, George. You and I are not friends. Okay? So I don't have any issue with you sending a statement, and I would have amended the article and included it. However, what I'm not going to do is allow you to try to disrespect me in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to show you guys how disrespectful this man is. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So Coast Guard... Who's X-ray two? Is that the um, helicopter? 
I can talk about um, the situation in a minute. Because I was actually intending to talk about this yesterday, but this was at 2.35 in the morning. I'm assuming there have been no, um, no breaks in this situation. I'm assuming they've not yet found her. Um, thank God. Why would you jump in the ocean at 2.35 in the morning, child? Oh, all right. As we get more information, we can talk about that. So here's the thing, right? George um, sent me this message. I'm going to show you all. Hold on one second. Uh, requesting, this is what he said. Hi, Sandra. Want to send you a letter for you to carry. Resignation bit with full details. Thanks, George. This was 8.02 p.m. Mind you know, I'm pretty sure my article was already up before then. Yeah. So, in fact, let me tell y'all what time the story went up. Give me one second here now, honey chill. The article and George was published at, mm -hmm. let me see, you know, um, let me bring this into this. So that would have been published at um, 6.41 p.m., yes? So almost two hours later, he makes contact to talk about he has a statement. Okay, that's fine. That, that's no problem because articles can be amended accordingly, yes? So then he says the following. He tried to call me at 8.03. I think I was busy um, being a mother, something he should try, being a parent. Then he says, no irreconcilable differences at all. It's that Offreg would like the Consumer Council to be cheap employees of Offreg <laughs> and just be busy after numerous consumers have now come forward to contact us relative to a lot of substandard services from service providers. Offreg would just like us to give them consumer complaint forms to fill out. And then we, council members, will then give these numerous consumer complaint forms back to Offreg, and we just stop there. Can't get involved in being overly vocal on behalf of consumers. Can't kick ass, as it were, to show that we want a change of modus operandi in regards to Offreg current policy of doing absolutely nothing to assist the average consumer. So if I can send you my letter, as I will soon email it out to the press corp. Thanks. If I don't get it, uh, it's okay. No big deal. The others will carry the correct story, no doubt. What an idiot. How anybody else could carry the correct story when all we have is a statement from... Um, from uh, Offreg. Now, the interesting thing about George is, again, you know, I, I do wonder how much of a full debt demand really playing with. But someone had said to me that he had sent out a statement to other media already. So I'm like, okay, I'm confused, but whatever. I send him the email address, and you see what he types there at 11.23 p.m.? Y'all see, see how the man just cursed me out? F you. 
and he spelled it out in full. Now, you know, George, you know, the man, he got, he got a problem in his head. Yeah. So I provide you with the email address and that's how you say, thank you. I think he meant to say thank you. And he went to the wrong part of the keyboard. The TH got replaced with an F U. <laughs> Dude, what is wrong with you? Something not quite ticking in the right direction. But you know, again, I'm like, whatever. Not bothered. So I, listen, if he wants to curse me out, that's good on him. Now, where he crossed the line last night now is where he decides to go and put up this thing on his page. I'm tagging the premiere, tagging poor Ozzy. I don't know what he's tagging Ozzy for. He must have think Ozzy coming out with his cow card. If anybody needs a cow card, honey child, it would be you. Ozzy not coming to talk to me with no cow card in his hand. He needs to speak to you, George. You're the one who need the cow cutting. And this is what George put up. Hold on a second here now. Let me see if I can get this to y'all. I, I, like I said, um, it's just so shocking. Mm-hmm. So he's going on and on about, oh my gosh, you're so ugly. You're so this. And he thinks, I guess he thinks he's hurting my feelings. I don't know. Like I said, this man clearly has not been spending any time looking in the mirror. He wouldn't dare call anybody ugly if he really had any sense. Mm. The ugly is on the inside, child. That's where you need to focus your energy. So here, you know, let me just see. Okay. So this is a little compilation. And you know how to find a good little song to put with it, honey child. Listen to this. Mm-mm. Can y'all hear the, oh, I don't think this one has the, this one doesn't have the music to it. Hold on, hold on. I can get y'all the music. Y'all watch that for a second. And then I'm going to get you the correct one. Because poor George, he needs some intervention. And then I had the audacity to go to church yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, um, how, how do y'all do that? Y'all, y'all playing, y'all playing with church. Not true. Y'all really playing with the Lord. Oh, God. No, sir. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, honestly, I, I, I can only shake my head, honey child. I am just oftentimes in a state of disbelief. Let me see if I can find the downloader. Um... Bear with me now. Let me just try to find this. I'm trying to get an update on this missing teen uh, to see if we have anything further on this. Um, hmm. Yes, honey, chill. Let's see now. Somebody said he done gone and changed his Facebook since then. He can change it all he wants because one thing I know about people is people surely have the capacity to screen grab. And boy, do we ever screen grab a thing or two. Yes, love. Trust and believe. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. So um, then he starts commenting on, um, you know, again, he, he really, you know, when you're a superficial person and you're worried about stuff like looks, you think that those things actually matter to other people. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I try to be a person of substance. What you do on the inside is what matters the most to me, honey child. And if you're not a person that has anything of value on the inside, like I said, I, I'm not here to entertain you in any way, shape, or form. Okay? So here's the context of it. And then I want to address some of the people in the comment section. Can you handle it? If I go there, baby, with you. Mm, can you handle it? I can handle it. No, you can't. Can go there, baby. Oh, Don't go there with me, honey child. Can you handle yeah, it? Yeah, steam that nastiness. Person people out. Oh, we can definitely set it off, honey child. Asha knew what he was talking about when he was singing this song. Oh, we gotta stop it right there. Now that, that verse not really appropriate. But can you handle it is the real question. So this is what he does, right? Then he takes his social media. Well, I see that woman with her mouth as large as a grouper. <laughs> Thank you, George. I will take that as a compliment. Because guess what? Because my mouth is as large as a grouper, I'm not the type of woman that you'd ever lay your hands on like you have with other women. Praise the Lord. Can we get a hallelujah up in here? Where, where's my hallelujah button? Praise the Lord. You see, the, 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 the Lord really knows how to make some people and he made some women that you're not going to be trifling with them. So you can get on social media and you can use these nasty, disgusting words all you want. Now, I'm a little bit confused because he says that's Sandra Catron or Hill, Watson or Barry. Watson or Barry? I'm not a Watson or a Barry. And to the best of my knowledge, I not got a family that is. So I don't know what that's all about. Again, the crazy seeping in. But whatever. Doesn't matter to me. Um, with my picture and an untruthful lead story on her trashy tabloid type kiss me ass news journal <laughs> with a lead story headed, um, titled Ebanks resigns after aggressive behavior. Son, it's not me that said that it's off reg. Y'all can imagine, stick a pin for a minute. You can imagine that off reg would have paid Tower Marketing money to issue a press release that actually calls this man aggressive and you don't think it's true? These are professional people over at Off Regular. They actually put together, I mean, listen, when I saw the press release, I must tell you, I'm a little bit surprised. Because most of these agencies and authorities and whatever, they sugarcoat everything when they should be telling people the truth. Because y'all know Offreg has has an issue before in the past with violence and board meetings and all kind of stuff. So when I say, hold on a step now, Offreg was actually honest and we published what they say, this man attacks me personally? What do I have to do with that story again? Nothing. 
But this is a man who refuses to take accountability for his actions. He would rather jump on social media, right? Tell me he's feeling annoyed. Call me big mouth grouper and ugly. And about how I live in, in, in Grand Court defending her many libelous news stories. But clearly they're not libelous if I've never lost a lawsuit. Pay attention now, George. You're missing some fundamentals and some basics. I've not lost a libelous suit yet. You're paying attention? So when you put something like that in print, in case you didn't notice, that becomes libelous. But I got to make you go right ahead. Like Aunt Lauda used to say, give them enough rope, honey child, because they will hang themselves. And I got to give you a lot of rope. And then you're going to see what it's like to end up in grand court. Keep it up. Now he's talking about just watch out for a letter of cease and desist and a full retraction demand from you and your full of lies, junk, trash story within 24 hours. You churl of a slop. Well, I don't even know what the hell a churl of a slop is. But continue. Tomorrow morning, bright and early, currently in meetings. Meetings doing what? Trying to sexually harass other people? Are you trying to pretend like you're up in church? Because those are the only meetings that you'll be attending, honey child. Let's tell, let's tell the truth now. Yeah. Now at my current night sleeping location. <laughs> His what? Current night sleeping location? What does that mean, son? What kind of confusion you into? I, I, I'm not sure what that means. And talking about he's going to demand from you and you're full of lies, junk, trash, story, blah, blah, blah. Sir, we took the story off of Offreg's press release. They were the ones who called you um, aggressive. They were the ones who basically said you can't get, uh, you know, along with anybody else. Somebody said he would spend the night at the Marriott sleeping with who? Only God knows. Right? Then he talking about, you must have think I'm Matthew Leslie or John Felder. You can get ready to learn the big difference. You piece of an ugly buffoon and a mouth the size of grouper fish. Read, read my grouper lips this morning. Um, George, because I know you'd love these lips on you, honey child. Look here. Read them grouper lips later. Read them carefully. Listen to me carefully. George, you have a problem, a very serious one. In fact, you got more than one problem. And if you are a smart man, which you're not, you would be seeking professional help. Okay? Getting on your platform. And by the way, for the two women, notice how nobody else commented. He tagged the premiere. He tagged this one. He tagged that one. Only two women commented. And I want to say this to them. Um, I don't know Cynthia West, poor her. She says, go legal. Not feudal, feudal. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, honey child. And then Patsy Rowan says, someone needs to stop her. But she's like, dart, always wins. You know why you always win, honey child? Because you're in the right. What do you mean dart always wins? Dart won a lawsuit the other day because they were in the right. Legally. Regardless of how you feel about it, feelings ain't got nothing to do with it. When you're on the right side of the law. So it's funny if I'm always winning, but you know what Patsy Rowan problem is? Her nephew is a child molester. Don't get me started, Patsy, because we'll dig that story right back up. Huh? In an elementary school, molesting school children. And when I dared to speak on it, I was the only one in this community 
saying how the hell this boy could sit there molesting these children in primary school, numerous children, and he got a slap on the wrist, talking about, oh, he's trying to go off to work on his education? That is why Pat set all up in her feelings because I called out the truth on one of her sexual, um, her sexual assaulting family members. That way some of y'all don't like me because you don't like truth telling. And you think I business? Ask me if I care. Right? You have people that we trust and we put in schools and then they have the audacity to molest innocent children and you actually believe that I'm going to give a damn and I'm not going to hold them accountable and I'm not going to talk about their disgusting behavior? Patsy, go sit your ass down, please. Really and truly. But you see, you have to know why people comment, why people say certain things, right? Because they once were up in the comment section trying to defend a child molester just because that's your nephew or your grandnephew, whoever he was. I can't remember how he used family to her. And because his mother actually worked as a school principal, and I was like, hold on a second here now. We're going to expect justice to be served? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all think we forget, huh? Some of y'all might forget, but I'm not forgetting. This is why people like her have the audacity to comment. He claimed he got Michael Alberga Casey as his lawyer. Michael Alberga? <laughs> I doubt you can afford Michael Alberga's son. And I'm pretty sure Michael Alberga got more sense, George, than to be dealing with you. Michael Alberga is not a stupid man. Now, some lawyers will do anything for money, but I don't think I don't think he's that desperate. And I doubt that you even got money. Patsy, don't have me dig up those stories now, you know. All right. Comment section. Good morning, Lulu. Let me back up. Oh Lord, y'all got some serious comments up in yeah. Um mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Johan says that Auntie Sandy just criticized her favorite premiere. <laughs> Listen, I stand corrected because now I'm told the premier didn't actually put him on the thing, but I've seen, I've seen Ween and I get it. I understand that Ween is coming from a good place with this whole mental health thing, but I have also seen him, unfortunately, try to put the wrong people in positions because, oh, we're going to give them a second chance because they got mental health issues. Speaking of George, you know, many years ago, he did a whole he took out a full page ad in a newspaper. I always wondered who sponsored that page for him. Talking about how he suffered from depression and how he was, you know, locked up in a house for two years, couldn't go to grocery shopping, couldn't do nothing. I feel sorry for him. Really and truly, he needs professional help. He claims one day he just woke up and all of a sudden the Lord had cured his depression. And I read that article at the time and I said to myself, wow, you know what is so sad about this? is that the man actually is bipolar. And there is a difference between bipolarism and depression. And he is actually bipolar, and now he's entering a manic stage. And instead of him recognizing that or getting a professional that can help him recognize that it's not depression that you have, you're bipolar. So now you've come out of this deep years-long depression, you're going into the manic stage, Nobody else could see this. Nobody else was giving him the help that he needed. 
And so his thinking and his sentiment was, oh, I'm cured. The Lord cured me. The Lord did not cure you, sir. You were entering the manic phase and you needed medication. You needed a professional. I'll go read the story. I bet your compass never took that story down. How much you want to bet? Let me see. It was a full page ad. They got money for that, you see? And he chronicled his depression. And you know, at the time I said, listen, it can't be easy um, to come out and say that you suffer from depression and to chronicle this. But the problem I had is honestly, it it's not an accurate diagnosis. And that's why we need professionals sometimes to tell us what's wrong. Yeah. You need a professional to say, bipolarism is two part. You've got the depression, which you have admitted that you have, but you also have the manic phase, which you're entering now. And you know how I could see the manic phase? Listen, he came to me to do a QuickBooks course. So all of a sudden now, don't didn't understand much in the course. You know, one million, one question, couldn't even focus. And after the course now, he sets up a business because he's an expert. And based on the questions he was asking me, I was like, dude, you need to do, you need to keep, keep on the course, keep studying. This is just a basic introductory course. Oh no, I got it. I'm going to open up George E. Banks Consulting Services. I'm going to go in Georgetown right across from the courthouse, get thousands of space of real, um, of rental, right? Oh, I'm on top of the world. I can do it. Yes, this place is expensive, but I'm going to sublet. I got all these great ideas in my head. That's, that's how manic people are. Y'all have an experience with somebody who's manic? Do you know what it's like to have a person like that in your life? Go talk to Kim Kardashian, honey chow. She can give you a lesson. That's how they do. Nothing can stop them. They can solve the world's problems. They're all over the place. I'm blah, 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 blah. It's, it's crazy to be around a manic person. Sometimes you prefer the depression of the damn manic. It's unbelievable. And so he was entering that manic phase of I can do anything, I can't be stopped. I'm on top of the world. And everybody's like, oh, good for you, George. You finally get in your life together now. You know, people want to be supportive. Oh, you know, take him on as a client. And then the clients are like, Lord Jesus, the man not doing the work, he can't do it. No, because manic people often can't even focus properly. Mm, mm, mm. No, sir. Uh, Diamond Princess says, so funny. I've seen that man a few times, and I could tell you that he has no respect for women. I know. You think that what he posted up yesterday about me, group or mouth and this and that, you think he would ever say that to a man? He wouldn't because he is a, somebody say he from, from the good old boys network, not even. He's just a disgusting excuse of a man. No respect for women whatsoever. But he not gonna, he not gonna disrespect me and I, cause I gonna put him in his place. I'm not your girlfriend, George. I'm not your numerous wives who put up with you and your shenanigans over the years. Don't come for me. I did not send for you, so do not come for me. Because when you do, you're going to get a lesson. 
of the cold hard truth. How many chances does this man deserve when he has demonstrated that he is not a changed man? I believe in success stories, but you have to earn it. You have to step up to the plate and demonstrate. Vicky says George was born in the Isle of Pines, Cuba. Um, so is his parents. He's only It's only his great-grandmother born in West Bay. He came to Cayman with his family in about 1968, 1967, 1968, because I think somebody was asking, who the hell is George? Uh, Lulu says, George, hook Sandy for cheap. Ha, 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 $10 breakfast shop, please. You know, I, I, I listen, sometimes in the name of peace, you be trying to be like, oh, my God, let me just placate the situation. And then you recognize that some people, there is no placating nothing. They're not going to sense. You understand? <laughs> John, Jonathan asking if he's drinking. Lulu said probably weed. The sad thing is, I don't think that there's any substance abuse issues here. I think this man just not playing with a full deck. Hmm. Uh, Johan says, Auntie Sandy, does buying you a free breakfast guarantee you not to go ham on me? If I ever incur the wrath of CMR or do anything, even a minor infraction to get you mumped up. No, 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 no. Y'all can look at me and tell that I don't need to eat. I get enough food. I don't know why anybody who thinks that they could buy me off with food would have to be crazy. I mean, let's look at me now. Plump and happy honey chip. However, I've got some good news for y'all. So, you know, on, uh, and, I, and I finished with your comments yet. I come in. Um, on Saturday, I went and did my tests, uh, A1C test every three months and the A1C number came down just a little bit. And to be honest, only the last three weeks I've been on my intermittent fasting. So if three weeks worth of intermittent fasting made my A1C number come down, y'all know now that I got to keep on top of that. So don't be offering me no food. Cause I'm, I'm watching my figure hopefully come down a little bit. Yes, honey child got a Caribbean bonk it and the. And the, the big fat belly. Yes, I'm proud. Proud to say that I'm, I'm working on it. And you know what? <laughs> Let me be very, very clear. Somebody like George talking about my looks. Does he actually think he's insulting me? Like I'm going to be upset. Okay. Child, you wish these, you wish you could touch these grouper lips. <laughs> Lord Jesus. No, sir. KY345 says, George is done now. Y'all just need to tell the truth and shame the devil. I'm just saying. Yeah, he wants to be up in politics, my love, because you see a lot of these people um, see politics as easy money. And so that's the end game. Like, they don't really want to work, you know. He don't want to lick a, lick a stitch. They get in politics because they think easy work. You hardly show up at the LA. You do whatever you want. And you're making $10,000 a month. Who wouldn't want that job? Well, not me. But I'm saying, who else wouldn't want that job? Most people are happy. And then you get invited to everything. You know, uh, they, they like the little power. It goes to their head. So, honey, chow. Mark says, so what happened to the ones in office now that's dishonest to the people? They shouldn't run again. No, they shouldn't. Uh, I'm with you a thousand percent. Um, Trudy says, thank you for this platform. I was so proud of creating a sex offenders list years ago. This is still needed in the worst kind of way. 
in the worst kind of way. Now, listen, sexual harassment is on the premier's agenda. The sexual harassment bill is out there. Please go comment on the bill because it's people like George that hopefully the sexual harassment bill will start to curtail. Yes, he had it removed. I'm trying to remember. Let me see if CNS removed it. Hold on. Um, yeah, these people be, oh yeah, maybe it wasn't that serious of an offense. We'll take it down. Y'all be surprised. Y'all would be surprised what be going on. Yeah, he had messaged me about taking it down. I was like, dude, don't message me. Seriously, get a life. Um, George Ebanks. Let me see. I'll have to ask Wendy if she took it down. She might have. She might have taken it down. So in less than two months, he has failed at the only community commitment he's had in years. Somebody gave him a chance for him. Less than two months, he's removed off the board. What a hot mess. Lord Jesus, who is this calling me on my line? Good morning, caller. Are you trying to get on air this morning? No, Miss Sandra, I'm not trying to get on air this morning. I okay. I ask your question, though. But I'm on air. Okay. Um, can I, what time can I call you back? After the show, after 10.30. What time does it finish? 10.30-ish. Thank you so much, Miss Sandra. No problem, my dear. Yeah, my All right, good. All right. Um, uh, Siobhan? No, sir. All right. Y'all having conversations between yourself again. Wayne says Sandy sees everything. Well, child, you got to be looking. You got to be on the lookout now. You got to be on the lookout for these people who be trying a thing or two. Oh, yes. We're going to for, pray for that young lady. Um, mm -mm. Okay. So I've had enough about George. I'm sure you guys have as well. Uh, we're going to talk about this young lady here in a second. Oh gosh, so many, so many, um, so many comments coming in. Let me just have a look. Uh, Sion says screenshots and Zoom. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. First lady says, speak, Sandy, speak. Mm-mm. Uh, Jonathan, that was uploaded to IG. Go check it out. Uh, Lulu says, rolling on the floor laughing. This is Trump fronting as Ebanks. Oh, Lord. Very dis all disrespectful towards women, to be quite honest. Jeffana, good morning. Um, Lulu says, from now on, Sandy's name is Big Grouper. That's right. You better get out my way. Uh, Siobhan says, at this point, he sounds like he's just digging for insults. Because he don't have any, just speaking out of his, you know what? Yes. <laughs> Jonathan told me he gonna be deleting messages. No, you know what? Um, he sent that on his, he posted that foolishness on WhatsApp, on his Facebook page, my apologies, but he's very, very disrespectful. Um, RMR says, uh, the commentary in George is funny as hell. George should check his ego and move on. Well, he needs to check his ego, check his head. Check his mental well-being, his mental state, all that stuff. Hmm. Um, Olive, you got me cracking up. Anthony says, hashtags, facts don't care about your feelings. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yeah, Siobhan, Miss Pat says she need hush. 
Stephen says, bah, ha, 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 talk the thing, Sandy. Loud and clear. Yes, Patsy. Oh, my God. That was such an egregious. Do y'all remember that case? Because she got really upset, you know? Because we reported on her. I, I want to say that's actually her grandnephew. Let me see. <clears throat> this was the one at, um, was it Red Bay Primary School a couple years back? Fondling them poor little children and stuff. Yes, quite a few children too. Don't y'all, oh God, don't y'all. Oh Lord have mercy. No, sir. Yeah, that's exactly what was going on. Mm -mm -mm. Oh yeah, here she is. April the 6th of 2015. Lord Jesus, Sandy, you can keep some receipts. Again, years before CMR even existed. Here's what I said. Lord Jehovah. Hold on now. Let me, let me share this moment with y'all. Flashback. Hold on. I'm shocked. Can we get a little bit overtime this morning? I got a feeling I'm going to need just a toops. Just a toops of it. Let me make sure he's even in studio today. But hold on. Because like I said, I knew my memory was not failing me in this moment. Now you see, Pat, so you would have been better off not saying a word on George's post because when you started commenting, it got me to thinking, who the hell is Patsy again? Let me get a little overtime from Chuck. All right, so this is what I posted on August the 6th of 2015. I said, in K-Man, mm-hmm, you don't pay attention. People will prosecute you for standing up for victims. Let them not take a flyer from me. God knows that there are many more that will not protect child molesters no matter what. If he's convicted, I wonder then what people will say. So have no sympathy for someone um, accused of molesting many, many small children. Don't like it? Guess what? I don't care. This is what I said back in August of 2015. Y'all hear me? I didn't care then what you thought, and I don't care now, especially when it comes to me speaking up about children. That was eight years ago. Here was she talking about. Where, where is the concept of innocent until proven guilty? Weren't you up in arms on that issue where you were accused of stealing those pe poor people's pet dogs? She can't compare that to child molester. <laughs> and what I said to her is, Patsy, I do believe you completely comprehend everyone is presumed innocent until proven otherwise. It actually doesn't mean that they are. This post is asking actual victims to not remain silent and their parents to demand justice, which at this stage simply means having their day in court. If there are more victims out there, would you want them to remain silent? Yes, she would, because it was her family member, you see. Mm -hmm. This post isn't focused on him at all, but on the victims getting justice. Young school children allegedly sexually abused. How can you even compare that to stealing a dog? And for the record, nobody stole the damn dog. But nonetheless, 
how you how you can compare the two. Yeah. And I say, furthermore, all the above post says is that if there are more victims, they should come forward. We all know that there are more, but the parents don't want the children to suffer through a trial. This woman was trying me, right? But drop her name. She gonna block me. Girl, you need to block your own self. Defending your nephew because he had child molested. Where is he now? Ran off to the States. Not true. Ran off to England where he probably molesting people, children still. My goodness. Y'all need to just hush. You know, don't say nothing. That's your best bet. Tell oh, she wasn't going to take my flyer for my TV service. You think I care? That, do you think that hurt anything? That not hurt the bank account? That not hurt my feelings? Stand up for victims, yes? I can't, I don't know where this was that we were commenting on the child. It wasn't CMR because CMR wasn't around then. So then she, I, I said to her, you're the one commenting on a public page and you're asking me to drop you. Very immature. I said, get a clue about how to use Facebook, please. You don't have to take flyers or anything else. And that will never change my position. Protecting innocent children and victims first. Simple as that. Lord Jesus. One, one thing, one good thing about me when it comes to this topic, nobody can say that my position has ever, ever changed. Yeah? See why I tell her? I know that you're attached to the young man, so obviously you can't be impartial on this topic. That's human nature. But I can assure you that my position remains the same irrespective of who the person is. And yes, I have spoken out even about my own family members on the same topic. Yes, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh says we have no control over what others do, but I don't condone it or seek to cover it up because they are family. The damage that it does to our children is too severe to do anything else. The impact on their lives and the greater community is too great, and we need to demand justice for the victims. I had just, but it was supposed to be justice. Now, I'm sure he'll be able to afford the best lawyers money can buy and drag this out in hopes of breaking the small victims down. When I speak about my numerous cases, I can actually state, and then I talk about that. But, you know, the position remains the same, folks. It remains the same. You can talk about dog theft all you want. No one, not steal, no dog. But to be very clear, don't compare dog theft to what your nephew was doing, molesting multiple children. Somebody said they think it was East End or Northside. I can't remember the school now. What was his name again? We can dig it all up in today. And then talking about, oh, he had to travel overseas to go to university. Siobhan says, yes, dig it up, Miss Sandy. Oh, thank you, John LaRue, for that quote from Mark Twain that says, don't argue with a fool. Not an argument head today. We just set the record straight. Barbara, good morning. Um, Cameron says, Sandy, you're a legend. Got my Bella hurting this morning. Lord Jesus. Uh, Miss Vernita says, don't come for her. She didn't send for you. Why y'all like to challenge Sandy and her backyard? Get them, Sandy, in her backyard, child. I tell you what. Mm-mm-mm. Why don't you call him and discuss versus slinging insults? Nobody not slinging insults at him, John LaRue. We're slinging the truth. You want me to engage in a conversation with Georgie Banks? You must be 
John, um, you had a drink this morning or what? <laughs> like I said, there's some people who are not really, I, I have no interest in engaging in some of those people. Why would I want to have a conversation with this man? Okay. This is the same man that Offreg just issued a press release yesterday saying that he's aggressive and he multiple complaints from multiple council members. My God, there's only like five people on the council. How many would be complaining? Three women. I felt sorry for them. Yeah. I feel sorry for him. Somebody said it. Even Matthew Leslie is dissing him. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh my God. Mm-mm-mm. Um, Lulu says, I can't stop laughing. He probably drunk while texting. I, like I said, I don't believe any substances are involved here. In fact, the substances, you know, don't give them the blame. Um, strong will says you look like Christmas today. You look gracious. Um, I sure, I sure George is not handsome. He's right. Listen again, it's all in the eye of the beholder, honey child. Um, I am not really concerned about what he looks like because I'm not sleeping next to him at night. Praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I don't have that curse, so I'm not going to worry about what he looked like. Carmely says he needs to pay for his agricultural ticket. <laughs> Hot mess. Pay your bills, honey child, because people come here and they'll call you out. I tell you what. Woo, no, sir. Jonathan, I'm here to get a voodoo doctor when I feel Sandy gets out of line. Oh, my Lord. No, honey child. Mm -mm -mm. 936 Bobo. Um, We're done with Miss K-Man. We talked about that hot mess yesterday. The cold hard truth, Aquaman. Yes, here for it. Pat said chat too much. Poor her. Little did she know she needed to remain silent. I mean, really and truly. CE Bank says, Sandy, you're on a roll this morning. The truth always comes out. Love your show. We need more came out. This to step up and do good. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's read some WhatsApp comments. Let's see. Um, interesting laughing out loud. Even George, even Matthew is dissing him. Oh, let's see what Matthew has to say. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm. He says, not sure why you're calling my name in contrast to your situation. Uh, <laughs> Matthew goes on to say, you going after her like this. Wow. Matthew sounds like he might be a change man, if that's possible. You going after her like this. Um, hold on. This is what Matthew says. You going after her like this is in bad taste and makes you know better than her. Actually, he's far worse for things. Or anyone else for that matter, because two wrongs don't make it right. You need to rise above this and take the correct course of action. Name calling only degrades you and gives credit to what others may say, may have to say. I understand that it can be upsetting. You may feel cornered, but trust me, it's not worth taking the low road. You take the high road. High road on what? Tell me he greatly value his response. Somebody else says, um, does anyone, is anyone really surprised you some of the messages that are coming in on WhatsApp? Is anyone really surprised is what one person said? Oh, this is another message. He's sick. I wish I never deleted his message. Offer me $5,000 to go to Miami with him. You see, once you get people talking, they're not going to stop you. Know? 
Are people really surprised at George Ewing's departure from Offreg and his incoherent behavior? Who was crazy enough to suggest he be chair? Well, I don't know. Don't know. Um, good morning. Somebody wants me to wish their baby happy birthday. Send the details. Um, somebody says it was e Center. Yeah, we can look it up. All right, here's another comment. So everybody knows that George is not dealing with a full deck. Why didn't Offreg know this? <laughs> another example of why Offreg needs to be disbanded. Oh, Lord have mercy. Woo! Kirk would have done, would have been a better choice than George. Uh, he would have to be desperate. You'd have to be desperate to sleep with George. I would sleep with Jeffrey Dahmer first. Oh, geez, I'm peace. No, you did not. You did not go there, honey chill. I worked with George in the past. So my comments are from personal experience. He's a narcissist. And it reminds me of the kitten who looks in the mirror and sees a lion. His opinion of himself is very distorted. And he believes he's a gift to women, which in reality, he is very disgusting inside and out. I realized shortly after working with him that his deck is missing a few cards. George is on a different bandwidth than and on a different bandwidth. Trust me. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Wow. That's quite an indictment from someone who's actually had to work with him. Ooh, honey child. No, sir. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, so somebody says nothing wrong with Caribbean women, voluptuous. <laughs> oh, the doctors don't want to see them voluptuous numbers though. Someone says, whoa, 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 whoa. Behave yourself, CMR. Ay, ay, ay. Uh-uh. All right. Assuming you saw this. Yes, honey child. Yep. All right, let me see what else somebody else said. Um, oh, they're sending all the receipts now, proving that he owes money for his ticket. Mm -hmm. uh, uh huh. I see it. Uh huh. Twenty five dollars. Y'all will make a donation for George. Um. Oh. All right. So um, somebody just alerted me to a little something on Facebook. It's that image. Let me see if I can change it, actually. We've used this image before, and I think the image was used by a someone who put up. It's like a breaking news image. And um, I think I need to find that and delete it, actually, from our archives. But um, somehow Facebook artificial intelligence has linked that um, image to something fake that was posted. So now if you use that stock image, it actually somehow comes up questioning your post. So I'm going to, I'll find another break in image thing. Um, I honestly have my designers. Now I request that they um, create our own, graphics or breaking breaking news because yeah it's kind of frustrating when this happens let me see if i can actually change it if it allow me to change out the image that might help uh but unfortunately once it's been flagged it might be a little bit of a problem 
We've had it happen before and I've had them correct it. But this is this is Facebook's um this is unfortunately Facebook and artificial intelligence that you have to deal with. It doesn't know what it doesn't know. Uh Jonathan, do you still get access to Matthew's messages? No, people screenshot and send me every and anything. So Matthew and I are not friends in any way, shape, or form, but people did screenshot and sent me what his comments are because apparently what, um, what, um, uh, what, uh, what's his name did? George was tagged certain people. He tagged, and the only people that responded to him are people like Matthew, because nobody else is not responding. He tagged the premiere. He tagged Ozzy. Ozzy not going to respond to Matthew. In fact, I'm sure by now Ozzy has removed the tag. Um, George, I hope that you can get it together, because God knows you need some help, really and truly. But at the same time, in the interim, while you seek to get help, trust me when I tell you that you're not going to treat me like the other women in your life that you believe you can treat like that. Okay, complaint coming in about Club Save. Oh, man. Mm, mm, mm. Honey child, unfortunately, I'm probably going to have to discuss this one tomorrow. What is tomorrow, Wednesday? I feel like every day could be consumer day. Um, I, I still won't get to you about that situation because that is a very unfortunate situation, and I'm probably going to have to address it tomorrow. I had boops him one time, inboxed me about he wanted to sleep with me. I told him I needed $200 for my hair. After that, I blocked him. So old and talking like he can manage anything. I was shocked when I seen him with a Jamaican after that. She was, I'm sure she was sucking him dry. Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, all right. So X2 is the second police helicopter. Yes, I was thinking it might have been that. Um, all right. So someone says, just got my popcorn and ready for heavyweight fight. George in the blue corner and Sandy in the right corner. Good morning. Don't let George stress you out. Well, he's not stressing me out, honey, chair, please. Years ago when he was running against Haig Barden, he had posted his vote for George Ebanks poster on a CUC poll below a danger sign. <laughs> Haig said, people, um, it will be in danger if you vote for George Ebanks appears. He's still a danger. Oh, my God. That is so funny. <laughs> so somebody said he changed his status and the edit history is still there. Blasted fool. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is so funny. This was the last one where he kept adding more and more vile stuff. He was spending the night at the Marriott. I wonder with who. Oh, poor him. So he needs to pay for his agricultural ticket. He took the ticket from me the day in town and promised me that he would pay for that same night at the country Western concert that they were having at the grounds. And he didn't show. And then tell me that he gave it to somebody else that's working in the ministry. I'm looking for the text. Um, and I'll send you how disrespectful he was with me. Yeah, he don't have no respect for women. I mean, that's for sure. Um, so um, somebody says, message Sandra. Uh, the, the girls are all at Birch Tree Hill. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Okay, let me get to that story. They say, wow, Mr. Haig was a legend. He had quite a quote or comment about everything. He was a brilliant man. Oh, Lord Jesus. Now we have um, another scammer alert. I tell you, the scammy messages be coming in heavy. Um, person of interest. Nope, don't know him. Uh, don't call my name. But he's also running for president of his children's school PTA. What a mess that would be. He was on the PTA board at one time, too, and created havoc. I don't know him. I don't know how the past president dealt with him. Oh. Yes. Wow. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What a hot mess. Yes, uh, George needs to go wash out his mouth with and a lot of mouthwash because his... <laughs> I won't read that. <laughs> George says he's going to law school to follow his dream of becoming a lawyer. Oh, he got all kind of dreams then. Oh, good morning, caller. Are you trying to get in the program? Good morning, ma'am. I don't know if you remember me. From a couple months ago, um, I was the one that George sexually harassed. Oh, miss, miss, miss. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Call the show number so everybody can hear you properly. 936 92626. Yes, ma'am. Oh, thank you, honey chair. Oh, the victim calling in now. We need some tissue for my sinuses, though. I feel a little bit congested. Oh, my tissue box is empty. Ah. Oh, honey, this is where it's at. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Remember me? I'm yes. the one who starts Yes, ma'am. He said it was your fault and you can't harass oh, somebody yeah. after 6 George, p.m. Look here, George take no responsibility for anything. And I actually, I glad I was so happy when I see this come out yesterday because I have a court case with George tomorrow. So you oh. don't know. This is the icing on top of the cake. This is you like do? Oh, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> now, for, just a reminder, listeners, right, of mm. what happened with you and George. Give us give us a brief synopsis. Um, I was sent. Um, I have a culinary degree. And I was sent, because, you know, it was during the pandemic. So I was sent. To a workplace by workforce agency and I was supposed to get health insurance and they were not paying half of my health insurance. Uh -huh. I was paying it out of my pocket. Uh -huh. So what happened is I told them you're supposed to be paying half of my health insurance and they wasn't having that. So I went to the health insurance commission with my receipts and that's how I was introduced to George because George does some sort of consulting, HR consulting for the workplace. And when I was yes. introduced to him, that's how George got my number. So George started texting me, asking me for sexual favors and sending me pornographic messages. Mm -hmm. And when I complained, remember, I sent you all the receipts that so this is yes. no hearsay. And when I complained, they told me to block him, but George was still coming to the business case and he was still asking me, making comments to me. And then my lawyer, I had to go to the lawyer to write him, which I did send you that letter. 
and mm-hmm. he would do after that he was threatening me so it went up to the point where because I was complaining about what George was doing mm-hmm. I was terminated so mm-hmm. this couldn't even come at a better time mm-hmm. so what, what's, what's this, the court case about you said you have him in court tomorrow is it about the same mm-hmm. thing yeah, and my former employer, you understand, because yes. he believes he can go around and sexually harass people, and he looks, George can't even walk properly, and he looked like them old ripe skin up banana. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which woman wants George. George is like, George could have been my grandfather. Yeah, I mean, yes. And he was accusing you of not mm-hmm. saying no to him, although you told him that you had a boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know... What do you say to that? Because he claims that basically you wanted the sexual harassment and so therefore it couldn't how, be sexual harassment. How could I want sexual harassment when I went to my employer, my mm-hmm. boss, when I complain and go take up $600 because it's $600 an hour mm. for the lawyer? Mm? Mm-hmm. Does that sound like wanting sexual um, harassment mm-hmm. from George? Well, this is going to come at a better time last night. Mm, when I saw mm. this, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the icing on top of the cake. Mm, mm, mm. Well, somebody just said to me, apparently, that Chris Saunders was the one who recommended George to off-rag to be, to be put on this council. Boy, y'all MPs wow. better start making some better decisions because it will come back and bite you when you're recommending mm-hmm. the wrong people. I mean, George has a lengthy, lengthy history of doing this sort of stuff. Yeah, he's a sexual predator and he have a mental condition and he needs to get it addressed. Lord Jesus. Well, um, I will certainly keep you updated and yes. I'll let you know what came out of this. All right. I appreciate it, my dear. Thanks so much. I am actually at work watching this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I hope you found some better employers, too. Oh, yeah, a very good one. Yes, very good. All right, my dear. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. Keep us updated. I will. Okay, dear. So why why he talking about calling his lawyer and me? Sound like he better deal with his own present situation. I'm just saying. Anyway, folks, what a hot mess. So listen, as it relates to the missing young lady, um, as soon as we get an update, let me just check. Let me check my news links before we end the show today. Because I want to see um, what's going on there. I really am praying for her safe return because I, I don't feel good about this, to be honest. Um, yeah, nothing in relation to that yet. So, um, oh my God. Oh, I don't know. This is quite a sad situation. So uh, maybe tomorrow I'll have some additional information. Somebody said... Oh my gosh. Sunday, Monday. Wasn't he sending pics of his PP to girls at his workplace a few months ago? This is what this person said. Yeah, honey child. Now, now apparently he's ranting and raving about only born Caymanians and those with deep ancestral roots. Say what? Say what both grandparents have been here in the Cayman Islands should be able to form a local company and get a trade license to operate and compete against Caymanians. Okay, so he's going to be a hater against that situation. And um, as the caller said earlier, well, isn't that interesting? Because his wife doesn't have any deep Caymanian roots, 
but yet she's out there trying to get a business license. Ugh, the duplicitousness, folks, of um, what people will say is uh, really, really quite shocking. And, um, you know, people want the rules to apply to other people and not to them. And for me, that's a problem, right? The rules have to apply to all of us equally. So somebody, quite a few people actually have been sending me this information. Apparently he's on and on now about expats and business licenses and blah, blah, blah. You know, George, your problem isn't, um, isn't really one of uh, uh, foreigners taking any opportunities from you. You take opportunities for yourself because of the quality of work that you produce. I know Caymanians, and I mean Caymanian-owned businesses who have attempted to give George an opportunity to handle their business, and they had such a mix-up with work permits, this, that, and the next thing. They could not continue to keep George and his consultancy services. So he thinks that it's expats competing with him? Or Johnny come lately who has Cayman status? That, that's not the problem. Your problem is you. Look in the mirror, son. Mm -hmm. When you had a client and you out there falsifying immigration documents, no expat was making you do that. You were doing that on your own. Somebody's asking if he's married to a lady from Northside. He's married to a lady from Northside? I don't even know, honey child. I know he's had a few wives because they keep running after a certain amount of time. Even, even when they're using him, they still run away because there's only so much abuse you can possibly take because the benefit's not really worth it in the end. So I don't know, my love. I couldn't even tell you who he married to. But anyway, um, I wish him the best of luck. And I guess I'll be looking out for an email from your QC, Michael Alberga. I know poor Michael got more time in his hand. My God. Anywho, um, to my baby girl. All right, folks, that's it. Let's go ahead and end this show. Um, stay tuned to the website and obviously our social media platforms uh, when and if we get updates on, um, you know, what's happening. Uh, somebody said that he's married to Jamaican. Oh, Lord. He got some. He got. No, you're confusing. None of him. That's the brother. Lavinia's married to his brother. Um, no, George. Um, he's the first wife was Jamaican as well, right? Um, he used to beat her fierce. Oh my god, that poor woman put up with so much with George. Beautiful woman, but boy, he used to beat her like nobody's business. No, that's it. That's the other brother that I think you're confusing brothers. Um, that is the other that is um oh god, what the other brother name is again? George and um uh, the other brother, sorry. Anyway, um, oh, his first wife was from South Africa. How many wives has he had? <laughs> and then he used to beat the poor soul nearly to death. Oh, she was South African? Oh, Mario. Yes, so there's two. Um, I think there's more siblings. I don't even know. But um, So I think you're thinking about Mario that was married to Miss Lavinia. Yeah, yeah, Mario, right. So he's currently married to Jamaican. Didn't he have a Spanish girl recently as well? Child, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with him. Yes. Oh, yes. Somebody who used to live in the neighborhood 
Um, oh, I thought she was Jamaican all that time, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, he got to get these foreign women because Charlie came out and done bust him long time. I hope you know. Third marriage is to Jamaican. Oh, so it was an African. Who was the second one? She was, did he ever marry a Spanish girl? Charlie, I, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. He's married to a young Jamaican and has a child. Okay, poor her. Well, young Jamaican wife, start start sharpening up machete, child. Because the day that he gonna keep boxing you around and you gonna let him have it, um, chop him and then call the police right away. Don't chop him too hard now, child, because you don't want to end up with murder charges. But chop him enough to stop the abuse and then um, call the police. All right. So second wife was a Jamaican as well. Okay. I hear you, then, George. You like them Jamaicans, but listen. You're beating the wrong one of them and they're going to fix you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Somebody say he can't afford George. He can't afford Michael Alberga. <laughs> so he's now got two kids for this young girl. Oh, yeah. At his age. My God. He can still make it happen. Um, yes, his third marriage was found in Jamaica on the streets naked. Him went crazy. He was found in Jamaica on the streets naked. Say what? Oh my God, y'all give me the sus now. Okay. So one South African and two Jamaicans. All right, I hear you. I hear you. Uh-huh. Anywho, uh, Chris Saunders apparently recommended him. Wow. Oh, Miss Elizabeth, she knows it. So she says there's George, John, Carlos, and Mario. Oh, I don't know who John and Carlos are. I only know George and Mario. Um, Kathy says, Sandy, you on top. You can keep up, child. In this line of business, you got to be able to keep up now. Yep, he sure did, sicko. She is Spanish. Which one's Spanish? I thought there was a Spanish woman somewhere in the mix, but maybe that was a side piece. I can't remember now. Oh, well, bottom line, he's a hot mess. And uh, quite frankly, he needs to go take several seats and try to behave himself. Off reg, he made the right decision. You got rid of him. Um, now, let's see who gets appointed next as chairperson of this council. This is actually quite an important position. It's quite an important council. So I hope that he gets it right. Strong Will says the last wife is Spanish. That's what I thought, too. I didn't think she was Jamaican. But a lot of people saying she's Jamaican. I'm surprised that he could find a Jamaican woman to beat because, you know, Jamaican women will poison you. They'll make that Akin saltfish so nice and spicy that you wouldn't even know it hit you. <laughs> you just think it's scotch bonnet. Next thing you know, Jamaican with status. No, man. Everybody saying she's Jamaican. I'm strong, Will. So, uh, big birthday shout out to Andrew McLaughlin. Today's his birthday. He just hit 60th. So good. Um, happy birthday. So, say what? Lord, I need to call people after the show. Okay, so she's a Jamaican chief executive officer of her own company. Oh, yes, we specialize in general cleaning, moving in and out cleaning, parties, events cleaning, maid services. Oh, that's the wife. Poor her. She Jamaican girl. 
get your fresh, get your special formula ready because you know you, you gotta make it look like the act is what poisoned them. Anywho, that's it. Good, everybody. Good. No strong will. You WhatsApp me. She is not Spanish. She's Jamaican. I got the name. I got everything. I got the social media account. I got the works. Hi. <laughs> yes, honey child. She's Jamaican. Uh-huh. She not, she not got no Spanish name. Come to think of it. That last name, not a Spanish name. Just a light-skinned Jamaican. She's Jamaican. Oh, look at him with the little baby. My tweetums. You know, if he would get his act together. She won them Chinese Jamaicans, man. She got Chinese in her. Yeah, you can see that from the family. Um, but Jamaican. Uh-huh. Huh. What a hot mess. I tell you what. Married since September 2020. Well, good luck, honey chill. I can only wish you the best of luck. Born in 1980. So how how old you say George is now? Because she she could be his granddaughter, I believe. 1980. We're now in 2023. So she's 43 and he and his 60s. Well, they say age is but a number. So I guess this is one of those situations. Um, Wish her the best of luck, child, because anybody who can put up with George for a year or two, especially during COVID, praise the Lord. You got the patience, not me. Ah, yeah, yeah. And his poor mother. Such a lovely lady. Such a lovely lady. My God. Ah, ah, ah. To have a son like this, you'd have to have the patience of Job. Um. Oh, I look at the other brothers now. Oh, one of them looks familiar, you know. That little one there in the blue shirt. He looks familiar, but I've seen him, but I don't really know him. Is George the youngest out of these siblings? Um, uh, 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 what a hot thing. Yeah, what a mess. What can you do, folks? What can you do? Um, I, I really hope that at least he's not beating this one. I can pray for her that she not getting that kind of treatment. And hopefully the children aren't seeing this kind of dysfunctional behavior. All right, Siobhan, thank you so much. Um, Kathy says, Sandy, keep taking the skeletons out of the closet. Honey, child, sometimes we are literally dragging those skeletons out because, you know, um, they be trying to pretend and hide that they somebody when they're really not. All right. He started this hot mess because I said nothing about it. The man that wasn't true. And so there you have it. Um, present wife works at Jake Scott. No, I think Mario, who is 59, is older. Um, I have seen him around with a Spanish woman. I thought that was his wife. Oh, well, like I said, he might have, he might have more than one. Mario's the youngest boy, says somebody. Um, I don't know. He he might have more than one, as far as I know. So she works at J. Scott as a cashier. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I think we got the full source on that situation. Y'all be good. Um, Tomorrow, please, please, please send some positive thoughts for this young lady who's missing. Hopefully she can be found. 
Um, we'll try to get an update on that situation. But anyway, you guys have a fantastic day. And uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning. Be good. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 